Welcome everyone to Comics from the Multiverse. This is a DC Comics podcast. This is the annual episode number five. We're on number five of these. Oh, I had to double check because it's, you know, it's been a year. Mm-hmm. I, could, I, I wasn't sure. So that's how annual things work, yes. Yes, but I wasn't, I wasn't sure because I'm like, wait, is, it, is it, are we on four or five? I couldn't remember what the last one was. Uh, but yes, uh, obviously, uh, Matt is here. Yeah, that's me. Hi. Connor's also here. Yeah, also here. And uh, I am here. I'm here, just for the record. Uh, I feel like most people wouldn't start with an annual episode, but just in case, that, that's who we are. Uh, DC Comics Podcast, normally the regular weekly episodes, we get together, we talk about the news, uh, and of course uh, the books that we all read that week from DC Comics. Um, this is a very different episode, though. This is our end of year special, a little bit later this year, because Connor was without a computer uh, throughout December, so it's a little bit into January. But we are going to be talking about the best stuff of 2020. Maybe a little bit of the worst stuff of 2020 as well. Um, <laughs> when the occasion calls for it. Uh, so we'll look back at the year that was uh, for DC Comics, uh, talk about some of the notable events. Uh, we will sit and nominate uh, what writers we think should win Best Writer. And then I actually can't remember if we picked like a writer between us to be the show's pick. I don't think we did. I think maybe we did at, uh, at the start, you know, in the first couple of years. I think yeah. recently we've kind of, Round table, thrown out suggestions. And just picked and each of our own. Our own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but that will not be main because we'll do a writer and artist like that. But when we get to the top 10, we will be arguing and agreeing on a show's top 10 books of 2020. Uh, that is the, the one tradition that has stuck <laughs> since the start of these, uh, seemingly five years ago now, at this point. Uh, so, well, four years. It's been four years. Yeah. That's how, that's how time works. Uh, <laughs> Jeez. What is time? The flat circle, apparently. Yes. Uh, so, we're doing that, uh, but we also had uh, the audience vote on many of these categories, so they will be, I'll be revealing the winners and their top, sort of the, the winning top ten at the end of the show, and uh, what writer and artist won those votes. Uh, they also voted on worst of the year, uh, and also a fun section, which is, uh, you know, what was your favourite books outside of DC? And uh, maybe we'll throw a few names in that hat too, so... Uh, that is what we're going to be doing. This is uh, annual episode number five. So uh, we will get into it. 2020 was definitely an eventful year for DC Comics uh, in a number of ways, some which are kind of normal in that, you know, there was an event that took up a lot of the year, which was uh, Death Metal. Um, with the exception of the very final issue, number seven, uh, all of it took place in 2020. Uh, six mm-hmm. main issues and the I don't know, metric shit ton of one-shots. and uh, <laughs> yeah. which, To be fair, that's not always the case, that these things fit that neatly into a year. No, not no. at all, no. Uh, so, but obviously that's like a normally thing to happen, is there's a big event. Uh, there was a little bit of the end of Hell Arisen at the start of the year, which you've probably forgotten about by now, but <laughs> that was there. Still never got me issue three. <laughs> so we had that uh, and then another big thing from a publishing perspective this year is that this was the year of the 80 page anniversary issues whether it be the 80th anniversary of some characters or uh, issue 750 of flash or wonder woman we had a period the first half of the year was like just swarmed one per month and it was ended up being worse for a reason we'll get to in a minute but it ended up being worse where we ended up with like three of them in one month because they all got delayed so yeah uh, yeah, we, we had a we had a, a Robin, we had a uh, Catwoman, Catwoman, we had a Joker, Joker, uh, uh, Wonder Detective. Woman, and Flash, and then uh, Detective Twenty Seven. Right? What does it? Tw- that was that. That's the one that's notable and sticks out because that was much later. That was like right. November or something like that. Whereas the rest right. were all in the first half of the year. Uh, yeah, 
So, yeah, yeah, and and we were of the opinion, at least at the time, that it was probably going to be every month for most of the year until things were forced to change. Yes, yeah, so obviously we'll get to. Obviously, I'm getting to that. <laughs> we're, not, yeah. we're, we're glossing over that, but that is. Uh, yeah, I mean, and they were kind of a mixed bag. I think, you know, when they did it for Action Detective 1000, it kind of felt special. Um, Wonder Woman and Flash, Saturn 750 felt like a notable thing. And well, 80th anniversaries are kind of cool. Once they started doing it for Catwoman and Joker, it was like, okay, these are big characters, but you, there's a lot. Oh, was, Green, was Green Lantern this year as well? Or was it Green Lantern one? Yes. Yeah, there was, was a this Green year. Lantern one. Yeah. 80 page giant. It, it started to feel like any, any excuse. Yes, so they stopped feeling special and just started to feel like, oh, there's just going to be an 80-page book every month that's going to cost $10. Uh, which, you know, and some of them are better than others, but it was always kind of a mixed bag because you had a collection of different stories by different creators. And somehow there was almost always a Riley Rosmo uh, story in there story. somewhere. Yep. <laughs> so that was that. But then you have... Other things, and these are the things where it gets kind of crazy, which are unique to twenty twenty. Um, one of which is super unique. One of which is just relatively unique. Relatively unique is that there was a lot of changes from in the company, and that being the mass layoffs uh, mm-hmm. in the middle of the year, uh, but most notably led by the departure, the sudden departure of Dan Didio, who has mm-hmm. been you know co-publisher for what over ten years, very long time, yeah, something yeah, like that. very long time. Uh, so, Occasional thorn in our side, Dan Didio. And the funny thing Re- is... Regular thorn in our side, I think. Yes. <laughs> it's funny, though, that we're really only just now in the weekly books starting to feel the impact, because obviously yeah. it's not like comics all just change overnight. Like, the, the next few months were planned and stuff was in place. Obviously, some things got taken away very quickly, but it's really only just now with Future State and Infinite Frontier where we're really starting to see, okay, what is the post-Didio landscape yeah, going to look like? We had ex-editors... You know, who were relatively high on the chain, yep. talking things a bit more publicly, you know, and saying that the this first week of Future State uh, was, you know, that's the first real, you know, week of the the changes in impact. Uh, so it is very new still, and it, and it feels fresh. So like it it sucks that people lost their jobs out of nowhere, right? Like, but at the same time, I feel like they used it as a refresh the company. At the same time, so like it. As a comic book fan, it's cool that we're getting new, fresh stuff, right? But as someone that loves the comic art form, it sucks that so many good people now have yeah. new jobs. I mean, we, you know? I mean, we kind of wanted a change at the top level. So Daddy mm-hmm. going is something we kind of wanted. That's not to say that mm-hmm. I wanted him to be fired and like be jobless. That's more no, like, but just like that one happened him. first anyway. That was kind of independent yeah. of everything else. Well. And I remember when we heard about it, none, none of us really believed it. It was like, yeah, okay. And then it was like, I, oh, wait, no. And then, it know. was like, oh, my God, this is the biggest comics news in years. And then yep. the rest of the year unfolded. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was huge news. Uh, obviously, we talked about that at length in a hand, but uh, Daddy O'Gone is definitely a seismic shift that we'll be feeling the effect of. Probably when we do this next year and look back at 2021, I imagine it'll be okay. What was the first true year without Daddy O like? You know, what was yeah. that, and how what did we accomplish in that year? That'll be a fascinating thing to look back at as a whole uh, at the end of 2021. Um, but the thing that's very unique to 2020. Something that had never happened. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if it ever happened in comics publishing at all, but certainly since we started doing a podcast, it had never happened. 
And that was, there was just over a month where there were no books. It just all stopped dead because, of course, 2020 is the year of the pandemic. Well, I mean, I say that as if the pandemic's over in 2021. Yeah, it very much isn't. But we were, everyone was still feeling it out. I mean, we still are feeling it out right now, right? But yeah, no, no comics whatsoever. Like, I was worried about my comic shop, right? Because it wasn't just DC, it was across the board, you know, and. It was kind of a scary time. Yeah, as, I mean, DC, a, if, 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 to the contrary, even to that point, is that not only was it just not across the board, not only was it not just DC, DC were actually the ones first back. So we actually kind of, compared to other comics podcasts and like mm-hmm. other people who cover comics, we kind of benefited from DC being the first one to rush yeah. back in. Right, and even like obviously, you know, Marvel being the, the other big one, when they came back, it was only every other week for the first, like, three months or so. Yeah, when uh-huh. did they actually, when did Marvel officially start going back to books every week normal, you know, business as usual? I think it was, like, September, October time. It was, it was yeah, fairly that's late. Insane. Because once, once, I mean, June was kind of, like, it was the very limited in June, but once we hit July, it was like, okay, we're just back to normal now. Right. In terms of Yeah, books. barring a handful of, like, delayed books and things shuffled yeah. around, yeah. But it was still, you know, the, the amount of books per week was back to kind of normal. It, it didn't really feel that different. So, yeah. Uh, for better and worse, you know, whatever you do, you look at mm-hmm. that. But certainly we're all going to remember that. We're all going to remember that one month and a half, but there was just nothing. And that one week, because the first week books came back, it wasn't really mostly new stuff. It was mostly reprints and stuff. But the yeah. one new book was uh, Daphne Byrne. And for once in uh-huh. its entire lifespan, Daphne Byrne got to be the number one selling comic <laughs> of the week. <laughs> I forgot that was a book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's um, the One Hill House book that I didn't read. Yep. Uh, so, in fact, which leads me on to uh, the, uh, what did they call it, the Oscars, the uh, a memoriam uh, segment? Yes. So I'm going to list the notable books that ended in 2020. So if you can all salute uh, as we say goodbye, <laughs> to, to these books i feel like we need to be playing some sad music yes um i mean this first one is not a book cancellation but the flash by williamson ended you may be missed mm-hmm. batgirl you will be missed supergirl you will be missed batman and the outsiders you will be missed justice league odyssey you will be missed hawkman <laughs> you will be missed <laughs> hellblazer no one's missing you. Uh, Teen Titans. Some people may miss Teen Titans. Yeah. <laughs> Young Justice. Uh, you sure so wasted your life, <laughs> I suppose. Uh, Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen, the two uh, Superman, obviously, maxi-series. Ended. Ended. Yep, yeah. They're done. Uh, Shazam. You could have been more, but you will be missed. Uh, the, ter- the Terrifics. Finally, you will be missed. Mm-hmm. Um... And I've got a couple of question marks here, but Hell House? Maybe done? Maybe? Yeah, it feels like it may be. Um, we'll mm-hmm. see. I hope there's more, but it may be done. I, uh, I don't think so. Well, no. Aquaman? Maybe? Because mm-hmm. as of yet, there's still not a solicitation for another Aquaman issue after December. So Aquaman might be done what for are, now. One of my favorite Twitter things that happened <laughs> people accusing Kelly Sue of killing Aquaman. What? And it was like, it was like, wait, no, did you read that book? Because the book was good when she wrote it. So it was really I good. think you have a axe to grind against Kelly Sue. Um, and it just got really out of hand. But yeah, no, this will be the first time that stupid. it hasn't been an Aquaman book since the New 52. Right? Before, before the New 52. Even before that? Yeah. I, I imagine there'll be one 
soon. Soon. I mean, Possibly. we're getting slow rollouts of stuff. Anyway, I, I the list is not quite done. So before we... Oh. Right. Uh, there's two final titles here. Uh, these maybes still. These are not maybes. These, I left these till last because they're they're true troopers in the sense I that... I know what one of them is. This is the final two books, uh, knockout and stuff still going, of course, uh, to be cancelled or ended that were there at the start of Rebirth. So, Batman Beyond, you will be missed. And most notably, perhaps the most important book to have ended this year, Red Hood. Connor will miss you dearly. <laughs> which, which Red Hood, though? Was it Red Hood Outlaw? Red Hood? No, it's just Red Hood again now. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay, so, well. No, I, I didn't notice until I went to read uh, the, the issue I just did on the last episode. 51, I think, which is the, the start of the new run, <laughs> I guess, the two issues. Quotes. Um, yeah, because uh, it was Red Hood and the Outlaws for a long mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the Outlaws vanished. It was just Red fact, Hood Outlaws. It was Red Hood and the Outlaws from the start of the New 52. And the only reason why I specifically know that right now and remember it is because I did a quiz last night trying to guess all the books that were at the start of the New 52. And that's what it was called. <laughs> that's a stupid <laughs> quiz. <laughs> that's an all right quiz. Uh, I, uh, what did I get? I got like 38 out uh, of Yeah, there was 52 famously. Yes, of course. So. Uh, the Rebirth one, on the other hand, though, I got 32 out of 32, so... There you go. I should have done, though, because, you know, we did the whole show. Yeah. It was Red Hood and the Outlaws, and then it was Red Hood Outlaw, and now it's just Red Hood, apparently. At least according to the front cover. I don't know how trustworthy that is. Gotcha. Uh, so those were the books that uh, met the demise one way or another. And some are, some are genuinely kind of sad, because like, part of me kind of feels like we'll be lucky if we get a proper ongoing Batgirl or Supergirl again. I feel like we're at a point now where they may get minis, but maybe we're just past the, the day of some of these characters getting their ongoing books again. Or, or, or put them in an anthology, you know? Well, that's, yeah. yeah, that's clearly what they're trying. But it's still kind yeah. of a shame. It's a shame that these characters no, can't is. sell enough to maintain... I mean, yeah, you look across the landscape and it's like Wonder Woman's the only female-led book, right? Catwoman, I guess. She's been- yeah. Catwoman, yeah. And Harley, I, I think, suppose, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Batgirl, there is a story in that new uh, Gotham anthology, right? In mm-hmm. that second issue. Yeah, there is. So, I mean, no, I mean it's, 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 they'll be around with... They'll be around, but I'm saying that even with them being around, it's still a shame that a lot of these characters who should be able to sustain a book and sell enough that it's worth doing at, doing at DC just can't. Now now it's like, oh, we have to bundle them with Batman or whatever because that's how you sell a book now. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's kind of, kind of a sad state of the, 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 the comic uh, industry in a lot of ways, but um, hopefully that's something we see turn around at some point. But at least right now it's kind of sad. So uh, there you go. That is a uh, kind of the major events that happened uh, in 2020 in terms of that stuff. Uh, so I think we'll get into some awardsy stuff. Um, let's start off with artist. Let's start with artist. Oh boy! So I'm going to go to Matt first to nominate an artist from 2020 that he would like to nominate and put forth into the table. Yeah. So. I'm going to go with someone that came from a maxi series. Uh, and it's going to be Steve Lieber from Jimmy Olsen. Or Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, whatever the full title was. It's a good call. Uh, yeah, just very consistent in a cartoony style, but it also 
when it needed to hit those depths of, you know, emotion and whatnot, just as solid as all the zany, cartoony stuff. His Jimmy was really expressive, um, which you need in that book. Like, for as good as the writing from Fraction was, Lieber is just as, you know, responsible for that character hitting the way that it does um, throughout that book because there are points where I had zero idea what was going on. And like, but it, it felt okay because the art was so consistent and it was almost like it was holding your hand as you went through and be like, yeah, I know we're, we're jumping around the story a lot, but once it's all out, it'll all make sense. Um, but yeah, Steve Lieber, he's, he's that guy. Well, well he's working more uh, for stuff coming out because I want to see more DC stuff from him. Yeah. Yeah, I read a couple issues of this, so I can't really comment on uh, Libra's no. output for 2020 myself, but uh, yeah, Carter, nominate an artist. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the pairing of uh, Gerard's and Shayna, uh, mm-hmm. for obviously their the work on uh, Strange Adventures mainly. Mm-hmm. Um, just some, you know, next level storytelling stuff between the pair of them. It's it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, I mean, we kind of nominate an artist specifically rather than you know, a team that did a book. Right, but I think you know. that was that's the only book that both but, of them really worked on this year that, I, that I'm remembering Yeah, anyway. for the most part. Because uh, Doctor Strange, yeah. uh, or Doctor Strange, uh, Strange Adventures, that's the name of the book. Uh, that started, because mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I was looking, I was looking through like, all the timestamps of all the different episodes just to remind myself what yeah. came out this year. Uh, that started in like March. So yeah, that, that was pretty much their year. Uh, right, which is why I kind of just bundled them together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, but it that's is it. a co-starring thing with them too, right? Yes, like but, it's not. But you can't pick a team. So if you're going to pick one of them, you have to pick one of them, and you can decide which one you think did a better job. That's... Uh, it all depends on how Connor feels about Heat Vision, then I guess. <laughs> what? So back in October, um, Doc Shader made the mistake. Is it that long ago? Yeah, because I was I was in Utah for my birthday. When this all went down, um, and <laughs> yeah, 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 well, I went to national park. It was almost <laughs> we were outside, um, <laughs> but Shaner made the mistake of putting his personal opinion on the internet, and people were not happy. Uh, but he had said that he doesn't like when Superman uses heat vision because it's a very aggressive thing, and to him, it, it's not that he doesn't like when he uses it. I think it was he doesn't like the effect when of it's angry. just using it to show he's angry. He thinks it's easy right. and cheap. Right. And of course, people came in and it got to the point where he logged out of Twitter for a minute and it made it look like he had left Twitter. And then that got people to get mad at the people that were coming at him so hard. And I think the uh, the the minor little bit of context you've brushed over is the key example he used may have been from some recent cinematic outings. I wasn't and trying to. It's like that it's like may have invited sh- a certain fan base to really yeah. aggressively attack him. And uh, anyway, he, he came back, but it was a real nice Doc Shaner appreciation, like two hours on Twitter. It was nice. Um, yeah, and stuff. <clears throat> so that's where if Connor feels the same about he vision, he might go Doc Shaner. If not, he might go Garrett's, right? So that so was such a long winded to one over the other than the, the, any now. That, hey, was such a, that was such a long winded explanation of a, of a little joke. <laughs> 
It's it's yeah. such a you know it it was such a specific moment and a, a pocket into the the nice side of comics Twitter, which uh, yes. you know uh, I think is well it, it took something that was kind of ugly with with people just really being like rude and not respecting someone else's opinion or even trying to have the discussion, um, and then it took like other comic people to be like hey you know what let him have his opinion but you know what he does real well and they started sharing his art and different things and that's where I you know I shared his his art from. Uh, from that Green Lantern book from Dark Side War, mm. which is like one of my favorite stories of all time with him and King. So, you know, it, it was just a real nice moment, especially with the year 2020 was with, you know, months without comics and all this other stuff. It was nice to celebrate someone for once. That wasn't, and it wasn't because it was tragic because the same thing kind of happened with Danny O'Neill, you know, like uh, when he yeah. passed, you know, comics Twitter came out and was being really nice and, and stuff. But who are you picking then, Connor? You gotta pick well, one. Well, we're not picking yet. Not picking yet. Oh, uh, okay, okay. We're okay. nominating names. You... I thought you were saying he couldn't nominate both, because I thought you were going to well, take... No, no, he, he's nominated both. I'm making it clear, though, that when it comes to gotcha. picking an artist, you can't pick a pair. You're picking one. Uh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I, I guess I will throw into the, the discussion uh, Bruno Redondo, uh, mm -hmm. whose work okay. on Suicide Squad uh, stuck out to me this year. Um... Very pulpy, but more than anything, the layouts and the, the flow of the comic, the way it would go through the action sequences that were sprinkled throughout those books, uh -huh. uh, everything was very, just very pleasant. It's a very, very pleasant kind of pop entertainment style of comic book art. Yeah, it's very DC, like, but it's also his style. So it's like, like, like Harley and Deadshot feel like themselves like it's not overly stylized but it's it's enough that it's redondo like you know it automatically yeah yeah which i'm always a fan of it i i even uh race is in the same i think kind of category where like you just look at it you know it's it's ivan race uh but the the one from redondo that sticks out is the was it issue two where they they blocked out a thing with the comics code logo that was pretty early yeah yeah. Yeah. It was issue one or two, and a big thing happens. I don't spoil it for people, but they they covered this big thing with a comics code logo, and it was very well handled. Yeah. He also play, he played a lot with you know just like some panels would be complete silhouette and stuff. So he knew mm -hmm. when to just go simplistic with it and not go you know like I don't know if some artists are maybe guilty of like always wanting to show how good they can be. And obviously going silhouette is relatively easier than doing a highly detailed drawing of mm -hmm. all these little, you know, bits and pieces. Uh, but knowing when to not to do that. It's, it's kind of like a, like a musician knowing when, or like a composer knowing when, no, silence is better for this scene. It's kind mm -hmm. of the same idea as that, is like sometimes the absence is what's more important. Uh, mm -hmm. But, yes, so no, everyone's uh, very good. Mike, you got anyone else you want to nominate? Um, well, since, since I brought up Lieber, I want to bring up Mike Perkins for Lois Lane as well. Because it was everything that I said about Lieber, Perkins was dark and moody in a book that was, you know, about dark corners and stuff. And sometimes it was a little bit too, like when I say sketchy, it felt like a sketchbook kind of. But I, I feel it really fit the tone of that book. How many rounds of nominations do we have to do before Matt keeps going through all the Superman related books until you eventually have to say GRG? <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't forget you, you want to nominate. 
Uh, yeah, uh, let's go with Jamel Campbell uh, for the far side. Oh, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's been, you know, really carrying the book forward. It's, it's been bright, dynamic, pops, clean lines. Great. Yep. Yeah, uh, I also want to go with, uh, oh, I mentioned Horny Fornes for uh, Rorschach, I think. I, I wasn't sure because there's only been two three, in 2020. Three Was issues. There three? Okay. There's three issues mm. for playtime. Dang it, that's just how I could have had Fornes instead of Perkins. I wasn't sure. You can still pick Fornes when it comes to it. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 I know that, but I wasn't to, to nominate. I thought, because there is a cutoff, right? Like, you have to have X amount of issues I mean, in the year, right? I have had, like, a, an official rule, but... Uh, I mean, really, yeah. if they're only on one issue, you can pick them as a nomination. It just, you know, it right. probably affects your own waiting. Yeah, sure. I, I feel like as long as like more than half of it, because in this case, let's say it's a, well, it's not obviously there's not more than half. Obviously, Rorschach will be way more into twenty twenty one than twenty twenty. Right. But if you really love the art in those three issues, I don't think there's right. anything wrong with saying no. That's my favorite art of the year. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. It's maybe harder to put it on top ten books, perhaps though, if you look at yeah. the issues. But, yeah, there's probably um, not or, enough story out or, of it yet. But or at the very least, maybe if you do, you maybe you weigh it lower because there's only less of it, or you mm-hmm. know, so and so. Anyway, uh, but no, I've been very impressed with that, uh, with that book, and particularly that art, uh, because it's so different and it it fits way more into uh the 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 grittier noir crime conspiracy story that it's playing with. Um, and the fact that it's able to juggle uh, the, 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 the two timelines of the investigation, issue two in particular, where it's like the apartment building and he's going around, you know, the detective's going around interviewing people and we're going back to like all, all the, these neighbours and their stories and what happened there. Because we've seen examples just in the last week of uh, sometimes when comics try to play with uh, flashbacks, they end up making stuff that should feel really simple and easy to follow because we're all used to flashbacks somehow feels so complicated that you get lost and don't realize you're in a flashback and then you don't realize that you're back in present day and then you're in a flashback within a flashback and the whole thing mm. is uh, kind of silly. And I think the art is very methodical in its pacing. Uh, you know, it's the opposite of, say, someone like Jamal Campbell or we're talking about Redondo with the big fancy layouts. It's not, it's not, it's this nine panel grids. It's, you know, simple box layouts. Uh, but it gives you, I guess it's the difference of like, uh, like an action movie cinematography versus oh, this is a serious Oscar contender drama with lots of very reserved, like, confident camera work kind of thing. Mm. Uh, so, uh, uh, Matt, you got another one you want to throw in the the ring? I, I, that's, I was looking through. Uh, was Patrick O'Leaf on Hawkman this year, Connor? Yeah. Okay. I, I, was really liked, I really liked that arc with him. Yeah, um, the Shadowland it, stuff. It was the Shadowland stuff, and it was at the beginning of the the whole um, when he swapped to Sky Tyrant. Um, yeah, I right? think that was early this yeah. year because Hell Arisen was early this year still. So yeah. I'm assuming so. That's what so. I, was, I was going through and trying to look, and I couldn't find an exact answer, but I really loved those. I think there was like two or three issues with Olaf on the art. It was just, it was very, compared to what we were getting with Hawkman, it was the complete, like, opposite right because we know? were coming off of hitch with this big right. clean bombastic stuff which right. for that story was, o- was great right and O'Leaf had like with the shadowland stuff it was you know like like Pete was talking about with redondo and telling stories through silhouette and and whatnot like there was heavy shadows on stuff but yeah, it was really scrappy it, it was and it was bright where it needed to be to, to provide contrast and it was just as we were talking 
when Peter brought that up, it reminded me, and I was like, I got to figure out if this was 2020 or not. <laughs> uh, stuff blends together. But yeah. Uh, you got another one, Connor? Is there one? Uh, sure. Uh, Jason Fabok. Uh, as much as I didn't really care for Three Jokers as a story, I mean, his yes. art was spectacular. Yes, can, can, I mean, this is not to downplay because the art's phenomenal, but based on that book being the thing he did this year, or in the last year, is like, yes, congratulations, there's no Gary Frank comics this year, really, so you, you get the Gary yeah, Frank I mean, lookalike award. <laughs> I, I honestly consider saying Gary Frank for the uh, the, the story he did in Green Lantern. Just the one, the one <laughs> small story. Well, and, and, the, and the Generations covers, right? Oh, <laughs> sure. sure. Oh, A few covers. That, that really opens up. Oh, for Karen Covers, then Matina's getting yeah, no. get his, get his hat in the, the ring. Um, yeah, now, the one, all that I wanted to mention was uh, Shirt Eminent for a Plunge, uh, which was a gorgeous, gorgeous book. Um, I think it's easy to maybe forget those Hill House books a little bit when you're talking about this stuff, but uh, Plunge. Because yeah. so, a lot of the other books started in like all the, the previous October, so they were maybe only half in this year. Plunge was later, though, so Plunge was almost entirely in uh, 2020. Um, and I think they obviously the, those covers were really stuck out as well because uh, it was all just black, white, and red uh, with lots of white, a lot of negative space, um, but a lot of atmosphere, a lot of good stuff. Uh, I'll just throw one on one quickly before we start making our picks here. But uh, uh, you know, the, the, it wasn't. I don't know if there's many this year, but there definitely was still some Dexter Soy on Batman the Outsiders, and every time it made me very happy <laughs> to be reading that book. It was a, really half yeah. of the appeal of that book I, so i've tried that so he's been doing a few things this year because i remember seeing him somewhere else re- more recently well i was in a solicitor he's done the green lantern book so no no i remember like seeing his art in in a, in a more recent thing than that uh I'm not sure was. where off the top of my head but he's definitely bounced around a couple of different places but uh yes all right oh, that's what it was it was the tales from the dark multiverse uh hush issue oh there you go um uh, just hmm. last one from me greg capullo for metal uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I almost sorry. didn't mention Capilla there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Well, the time is nigh. So, Matt, you're going to have to do it. Who's your artist of 2020? I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with who I started with, with Steve Lieber. I guess that was a whole book that was really a perfect showcase of of his art, you know? So, so I'm going to go with for 2020. Connor? No, that's a good choice. Um, I'm going to go with Bruno Redondo. Because even though Pete suggested it, I had him on my list for the next round yeah. of suggestions. Uh, yeah, no, just great storytelling. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. loved it. Yeah, I'm conflicted by a few uh, because there's, there's definitely you know, some of these names that I only really get into and discovered this past year, and that was you know Redondo is yeah. definitely one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned him in there; it was fantastic. Uh, but and I, you know I love what Foreigners has been doing on Rorschach, and I'm I'm really tempted to pick that. But I actually mm-hmm. think I'm going to go with Doc Shainer. They just bring it back around. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of, the, one of the first names. Um, obviously Garrods is fantastic, and I'm sure Garrods won at least once, if not twice, for uh uh you know Mister Miracle. But yeah. uh the Shainer stuff such a nice breath of pulpy fresh air in that book, and obviously the fact that it represents kind of the lie and the, the fake version of things and mm-hmm. the ideal. Yeah. You know, so right. uh, it's wonderful. So, um, it's kind of funny after all that, we all picked first round picks. 
Yeah. Uh, not our own necessarily, though. No, no, me and you picked each other's, but yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you went before me, so in my defense, you you had like I didn't have a choice. Whereas you could have said Redondo first if that was what you were going to pick. <laughs> I didn't know who I was going to pick. I just I just thought I was like, oh, Redondo. No, no, did I. Next round. To be fair, I didn't really know who I was going to pick. Out. I had like a handful of names I wanted to mention, and uh, yeah, I just said, okay, got instinct. What do I want? And it was tough. I mean, it was a lot of good art this year. It was, yeah. Um. Some bad art, of course. <laughs> but a lot of good art. I was I was sending brainwaves trying to make you say JRJR. JR. <laughs> right, your, your brain just short circuited. No, 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 no. Yeah, it didn't happy. work. Uh, so to look at the voting, uh, then mm-hmm. from our audience who who voted, uh, for this category in terms of art. So I'll give you their 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 top five more or less. Um, so. I'm admittedly though that this includes uh, at least one tie here for four and five, but uh, uh, four and five are basically the same. They're tied, and that is uh, Mitch Gerrits and Liam Sharp. Uh, got, wow. got in there. So he's been doing the Green Lantern book, I guess. With, with yeah, I completely Morrison. forgot to to throw that in there. Yeah. Um, number three, uh, Doc Shaner. Number two, Greg Capullo, and number one, uh, as voted for by our audience. Of 2020, the best artist of DC Comics is Jason Fabric. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Uh, mm-hmm. That is that is the win. Uh, what's so funny is I really thought for a long time that none of us were going to mention Capullo or Fabric, and they were going to be one and two of the the audience vote. Uh, Honestly, I was close to either of those could have been my final pick. Like mm-hmm. uh, both turned out some great work. Yeah, that was good. Obviously, was all names mentioned, but I just want to give you the top five of the way. Be here yeah, all day. Right. Uh, so that is uh, the artist of 2020, which will take us on to the writers of 2020. And here's where things maybe also get a little, uh, little juicy. I see. Uh, so we're going to nominate. Uh, I guess we'll go back around the order. So I guess I'll start with this one. Uh, I'll just mm-hmm. let's just get the obvious one out of the way. All right, I'll just, let's just do it. Let's just, let's just throw Tom Taylor's name out there and just get into the into the circle. Funny how we get to writers and Pete gets to lead with the... Uh, oh, yeah, I did notice I, how Pete uh, intentionally gives himself first so he I can make sure he gets the good ones. I decided like 10 I seconds see. ago to do... I was going to just go the same order as always. I thought, nah, I'll go back around the other way. All right? I wasn't thinking about who the pick was going to be. I was just... I, I, was, I wasn't going to lead with him, I promise. I wasn't going to leave him to you. Uh-huh. But, you know... Honestly, yes. knowing the two that I have up first, I'm like, oh, Pete going first, that makes it all right. He's not going to pick either uh-huh. of these. Yeah, <laughs> very, very true, very true. Well, we have to talk about Tom Taylor. He, he like, not. I mean, he had Suicide Squad for a start, which ran mm-hmm. like uh, the issue one. I I checked issue one was twenty nineteen. The rest of it was all twenty twenty. Uh, mm-hmm. We had Deceased Unkillables as well as the almost the entire sequel as well. Uh, mm-hmm. And the digital series. And the digital series. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he did something else as well. I'm sure. He's he's been all over the place uh, with DC in the last year. Well, uh, yeah, I was gonna say he also had his creator own Seven Secrets. Of course, came out, came out this year. But I'm trying to think what else at DC. Uh, sure. Multiple stories. Yeah, and like, uh, I mean, obviously uh, he's got anthologies. more books. He's got more books coming. It, it feels it just it, it did feels the, uh, the Hellblazer. Series. Oh, there you yes. go. Yeah, that was something else that which obviously BK didn't keep up with, but that's okay. Um. Obviously, we've been saying these pages for a while. We've all been fans of him from what he did with mm-hmm. Marvel, with with uh, with all new Wolverine, with X Men Red, with whatever else he did over there. Um, and 
we wanted him on books in DC, and it, for some reason we've been getting our wish, and he's been getting more and more as time has went on, and he's been given as this deceased world to play with, and and that Suicide Squad was just a great example of introducing a whole host of new characters and making his like almost all of them. Um, although I did learn this week that not everyone shares that opinion. I, I heard someone say they thought all the new characters added were terrible and couldn't wait for it to be a proper Suicide Squad book again. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, okay. but I feel like there's a brand of people that like Suicide Squad that aren't typical. Well, I, what was I, guess. I can see the appeal for wanting a proper Suicide Squad book again if you're a Suicide Squad fan. The word, I, the, I get that. The but... word was trash. The new characters are trash from top to bottom. See, yeah, they they feel like two different complaints. Sure. Like, okay, hating the characters is well, weird. Can't fail right, that. But one thing is suicide like squad. My, well, yeah, I get, I get it. It's like my thoughts on on Morrison's Green Lantern. Right, I wouldn't call it trash, but I don't want to read it because it's not what I want in Green Lantern. So I understand that. So there's there's fans of Suicide Squad that want it to sure. be a traditional book. Sure. Yeah. But then to to throw it all out as trash, it's it's like no, there's something else going on here. It uh it miffed me to say the least. But anyway, uh, but no, made me love a bunch of new characters. Uh, the stories are always fun, and exciting. They're always very playful. And deceased has proved that more than anything. In fact, deceased unkillables, uh, is you know when we get to our top ten, I'm going to be fighting hard for that bit because I think that was really special. Uh, and is the best part of deceased and did things with characters that I don't normally care about. I liked Red Hood in that story. Um, everything with Cheetah was great in that story. And then you know. Uh, and, and and we're all tree lobsters. Yes, tree lobsters, of we course. Are. And of course, it gave a big spotlight to a character from the Shazam family, uh, which doesn't usually get a spotlight, and it was really nice to see. So, um, he's the obvious first name to throw in. So, there you go. All right, with that out of the way, Connor. Nominate, no, I get it. Nominate a uh, I went the opposite way. Whereas Tom Taylor was the the proven quantity that we we were always excited for whenever mm-hmm. he's announced. I'm going to throw out probably my favorite new writer of the year, uh, which is uh, Ram V. Uh, mm-hmm. Not to say that he wasn't writing comics, of course, but you know, I think my exposure to him only really started this year. Maybe it was late 2019. Um, I'm not sure when he came onto Justice mm-hmm. League Dark exactly, but between that and then uh, taking over Catwoman, and we had like a, a Swamp Thing one shot, just you know, bits and pieces from him that are like, okay, no, he's capable in a a lot of stuff in DC, and uh, obviously he's, he's going to be a big name going forward, I think, for DC. Uh, he's, he's, he seems mm-hmm. to be taking on a lot. Yeah, he's getting more books. It feels like he's becoming part of that stable of writers who we expect to always have a couple. Um, yeah. And uh, I mean, at least for, for Pete, I'm sure it's, it's a relief that he liked Catwoman, because obviously Justice League Dark, I, I guess, yeah. didn't hold him too responsible because it was, well, it's a magic book. It's hard to make you care about that in general. Yeah, but the funny thing about Catwoman is that Catwoman, I mean, I like Catwoman as a character, but I've never actually been, and I've not read uh, the Brubaker run, I'll make that clear before I say this, but I've never been attached to a Catwoman book before. And, you know, obviously we tried when Joel Jones started the book, and it was okay, Mm -hmm. but I felt kind of, it reminded me a lot of the Batwoman book, where I was like, okay, it's okay, but I'm not really feeling it. Yeah, this is the first Catwoman book I've enjoyed since there was a run at the end of the New 52, I think it was two or three trades. Uh, that was pretty fantastic. Um, worth checking out if, if anyone's interested in that. Uh, you know, yeah, probably like but, you know, kind of on the same well, lines as this with like, the crime. Stuff. But but what he's doing with Catwoman has very very much impressed me, and it's drew me into a world, and it's kind of masterclass almost in how many characters these. And it's not like the way Tom Taylor's done, where Tom Taylor's introduced a team of characters that I care about and like what are written for. This is different. Catwoman is. 
introduced like a sort of web of characters, most of whom are villains or antagonists, and how they're all playing off of each other. It's a very different skill set, and maybe both of them could do the opposite, and they're both good at doing everything. That's entirely possible, but at least from what I'm seeing here, Ram V's very good at this. Um, and I'm excited for his Swamp Thing. Um, I'll probably keep giving. I'll probably give Justice League Dark, and I'll try when it's the backup. And but you're you're already getting not. Justice League anyway, so. Um, there. I mean, I may get to the point where I'll just stop bothering. But <laughs> if if it just keeps not <laughs> doing anything for me, but uh, that's more about you know, like there's there's basically. I mean, even Tom Taylor couldn't get me to read a Constantine book. You know, I I read that first issue <laughs> and was like, I mean, it was fine, but it's Constantine. I just don't care. There there are, there are lines. There yeah. are lines that no one can make you cross. Which, fine enough, he made me like, you know, just to go back to Taylor for a second, he made me like Red Hood and Unkillables, but he couldn't Ram make me Ram like- Ram V here. But he couldn't let, let me make me like, uh, I'm just, I'm having a moment, I'm having like a, a realisation here, that I think I like Jason Todd more than Constantine, is the, is the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> oh, man. Which is, terrible person. which is not saying much, but clearly the potential is more there for me to attach to Jason Todd than, than Constantine. And I, I, it, it dirties me a little bit to say that. I don't like it, but that's what it is. It, no, but Ramvi's very good. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt, are you going to throw in a name? Yeah, so I'm going with Robert Venditti, um, Hawkman. Um, and also, <laughs> are, are we counting digital first books? Because he also did a yeah, Superman were, book. Published by DC. I think it was... Was it... Which one was it? Is it Up, up in the Sky? Or is that the Tom yeah. King? That was Tom King. Okay. Well, he did a digital first Superman that always was, was good. Like, Unless really that, went, that kept going after Tom King finished. No, maybe. his was a Man of no. Tomorrow. Oh, there you go. There you go, Man of Tomorrow. That was really good. His, his Justice League with the Spectre, that storyline, I believe, was 2020. Yes. Um, I enjoyed that one for the most part. Um, but yeah, he's just a, a, a writer that I didn't have much attachment for until Hawkman. And then he made me really care about Hawkman. So then I would start trying to pick up other stuff and it would always be something that I enjoyed. Like his, his Superman book, which I, I originally started reading because we didn't have comics going on. Like uh, right. DC started doing their, their digital first stuff, like on days of the week, you know? So I think Superman was Monday. So that was something I always had to look forward to. And then, um, like, like I said, his justice league book, was something I wasn't expecting much from, and I had a whole lot of fun with. And I just, uh, his Hawkman. We'll, we'll talk about Hawkman more later. I'm oh, sure. yeah. Uh, I think Vendetta is probably the, the writer I've come around on most since the start mm-hmm. of this show in general, where back at the start of this show, I, I liked his Exo Man of War stuff, which was obviously from Valiant, but I really mm-hmm. didn't like what he'd been doing on Green Lantern in the previous year or so. And really Flash. didn't like what he was still doing there, and then at the start with uh, you know, the big. Green Lantern Corps with Hal book, mm-hmm. but then you know that kind of grew on me over over time. It would turn out it was just as Hal Jordan I didn't really like, and over time it was like I really yeah. grew. He grew on me, and then it's like yeah, you had the the oh god, uh, Freedom Fighters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike, uh, Mike, uh. and then and then Hawkman, which you know is one of the best books in years that DC were putting out. Uh, mm-hmm. So good. Yeah, uh, I'm throwing in a little name here to this uh shebang and i'm sort of glancing down through all the the major books i mean i mean it's the funny thing right so i'm going with little tom i want to say tom king because i think what's weird about tom king this year is that unquestionably there's things that to like although most of his batman wasn't this year although the end of mm-hmm. it was 
But mm. the weird thing is, he also has Strange Adventures, and he has Rorschach, and technically one issue of Batman Catwoman, if you want to mm-hmm. include that in the mix. But it's undeniable that when Strange Adventures comes out, it's still an event sort of level of like, okay, this is one of the most important books this week. This is going to have some of the best discussion. Rorschach's kind of the same. It was great having Matt back to actually talk about that with someone uh, last this year. It's uh, a good book. It's a good book. There's a lot going on in it. It's, it's good. Um, and clearly, he's not, like, perfect. Clearly, Heroes in Crisis proved something. Uh, some of his Batman run definitely proved uh, that as well. Omega Man, I didn't enjoy. I actually stopped reading. So, you know. Uh, I mean, I, I read that one, but... Yeah. I think it's, it's very clear that even with some stumbles here or there, and maybe like concepts that maybe he doesn't mm-hmm. belong with, or maybe some characters that he, maybe I should stay away from, or formats that he should stay away from, whatever it may be, clearly he still has that spark where he typically at any given time has one of the most impressive or most important, not from a continuity perspective, but the most important books from a, a critical, like credit you know perspective um where he's, he's doing the uh you know the, he'll typically be doing the book that's getting the the you know the tv networks will, will keep on that one show it doesn't do that great in the ratings but it gets a lot of awards so they'll keep they'll keep it afloat mr robot mr robot usa okay. network they love they love that attention at award season so mr robot was never in danger um good which was great because it was a yeah. phenomenal show very glad about that but it's kind of like he's kind of that 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 for them, um, and it's interesting that right now he seems to only be on those types of like twelve issue maxi books that are not in the you know the regular ongoing books. I, I I'd be help that they sell the best as well for. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd be fascinated to see if the he ever ends up in another ongoing, and if they've sold which one and and why and when and you know the context around it. I'd be curious, but I think it's undeniable that Strange Adventures and the three issues of Rorschach are enough to get him in the conversation uh well well not i'm picking him is another question but there was an issue of batman catwoman as well and there was yeah and it was definitely i didn't like that as much as those auto books yet but i'm very intrigued still as to where it's going um i think personally when it comes to to something i i mean i i didn't really like rorschach that much i I mean i i I understand what it's doing i just i wasn't feeling it Uh, i wasn't here for the first issue of batman catwoman i thought it was fine yeah, it was okay, uh, but Strange Adventures is very good, right? Um, so it's like, but I don't know, and there is more than that than the other things combined. So, sure. so I don't know how much it outweighs, uh, but it's interesting. All right, Connor, you got another one that you want to throw in? Um, let's have a look. Uh, why not? Uh, let Let's go with uh with Tynan. Um, he obviously kind of took over Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a lot of that this year, and. Uh, and, then, and then obviously helped out with you know the events and uh, he's kind of a little bit everywhere in the DC universe this year. He's, he's kind of been one of those yeah. guys that's just been near the top, kind of not not spearheading everything, but kind of keeping everything running along smoothly. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, obviously not perfect. Didn't really love the the last arc of Batman, but up until that point, with you know all the Joker War stuff, all the stuff before, was you know uh, having a great. A lot of fun with it. Uh, the designer, I think, uh, was it was a great new villain. Uh, I think I think he's uh, been a real workhorse of a writer this year, especially um, where he's just like you know really churning out a lot of really solid quality, dependable work for the most part, which is is 
you know, sometimes that's better than just, okay, you've got one flash great thing that you're like, okay, this is a great, you know, six issue series, but then what else have you got? I think time's been really consistent. Uh, uh, Matt, you got one you want to throw in? Um, I'm trying to think. Because again, this year, everything kind of bleeds in. Right? I was going to say Jody Hauser, but I looked and it was really only Supergirl. Uh, like just, yeah, just that last arc. A couple Supergirl. issues of of Harley and Ivy, which which I really enjoyed. Um, trying to think, uh, was Wilson on One Woman this year? Or was that the year before? I think that was most of the year before. Dang Honestly, it! Uh, it might have been a little bit at the start of the year, maybe. Yeah. Hmm. Shoot. Well, then I, I'm 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 out of people then. Oh jeez! All right, <laughs> that's it's a pretty, pretty small pool of writers than this year, it seems. I've got a couple. I mean, there's only but... round one, so this is. Yeah. I've got a couple yeah. more to mention. Yeah, uh, go ahead then. Uh, well, I mentioned Joe Hill because I I like both uh, Basketful okay. of Heads and Plunge. I, I think both of those are are, yeah. are worth getting his name on there. I think the other one I wanted to really mention as well. Uh, as well, it makes him like a spattering. I think there's enough different things that I think Jeff Lemire's name should be mentioned between the question, uh, the death of Vic Sage and uh, the Smile Killer. Uh, yeah, I was just looking at that. I think he only had two issues of the question, and then the last two issues of the Smile Killer slash Killer Smile, whichever way around they were. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, but as much as it, I mean. For a start, that's actually half of both of those things because <laughs> both of them are it four is, issues. But it's, like, it's, it's weird. It's, it's like four issues, and that's that's it. It is, but the, I mean, there were. The, I mean, the, the question ones were bigger for a start. But I mean, ultimately, though, it's just like I mean, the fact that you have two different things and they were both so good. They, they were very, and it's it, they were all very low key as well. They were kind of like, even though we we love Lemire, it was kind of like oh, I don't feel that important in the context of things. But then you actually read the issues, and it was like, oh, this is really good. The the only thing that hurt the the first couple of those uh, the Joker story issues was that it was right around the same time we got Harley and some of the there was some overlap uh, in mm. terms of concepts that was a bit unfavorable, uh, but that that that, that uh, killer smell stuff got really good uh, towards the end so I do think that's well worth mentioning, um, so yeah it's a good show I I did think of it myself but I thought maybe it's not enough but I mean if if that's enough to, to be in the conversation then yeah. I think so. Uh, well, you got any more you want to nominate? Uh, I'm just having a scan to see if anyone sticks out at me. Uh, no one's really jumping out at me, admittedly. Uh, I'm just, I'm just, you know, hoping, hoping someone will be like, oh, yeah, them. But if you've got any more, feel free. <laughs> I'm just chuckling at how how great radio this is. Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking down. Let's see if anyone <laughs> yeah, well, jumps I out. I obviously wasn't very prepared for this, and I'm I've, just like, well, I'm on the look. I've only got like one writer I really like this year, and uh, well, that's not no true. The, the, there was there was also Venditti that I really liked. Uh, yeah, but but Matt obviously already right. mentioned that. Oh, that was my thing. A lot of the people I wanted to bring up, you guys brought up. So I was like, I don't. That, that was my list. That was my short yeah. list. Uh. I, I think it, it's a pretty small pool of writers that I've really liked this year, but they've all done multiple books. Yeah. So between like three or four of them is maybe like ten books. It's interesting to me that there's not even a, a, a temptation for either me or Matt to mention Bendis, and I think it's because his 2020 was not that good. It was, uh, it was all over the place. Le- like Legion, was... Legion and Young Justice were just poor uh, to, mm-hmm. to, you know, kind of whatever. Um, 
And then action in Superman, well, typically the writing I was mostly on board with. Not always, but mostly. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, action was completely burdened with terrible art all, all year. Right. So, right. Yeah. There's just, there's just no choice there. Um, I think last year when we were talking about Naomi, it was like, oh, yes, this is, this is was, considering, was, but... Well, that and Leviathan were both him thrown with his... Oh, yeah, Leviathan, yeah. Those, those, you know, where I felt like a lot of the stuff with Superman, he got, it got kind of lost and was almost too ambitious. Well, actually, that that's the thing, is I would say his best issue this year, because we did have that one-shot, Leviathan Wakes, mm-hmm. or whatever it was called. Yeah. That one-shot was this year. I think that's probably the best thing he wrote this year. Yeah. Um, For sure. So, um... But yeah. yeah, I'd said look, the only other name that really uh, that I'm really finding at all is uh, Matt Fraction for yeah, know, the, the Jimmy Olsen stuff because again, that was really dense, and smartly written. Yeah, I, I didn't want to be a self-fulfilling prophecy and bring up Rucka and and Fraction. And I mean, I, you only I, mentioned one other writer; you could have got away yeah. with it. I mean, yeah, I think no. I think that's the other thing is that some of the other obvious names that normally come up in this conversation have had kind of weird years. Like Jeff Johns only wrote a few issues of Shazam. And they were all right, three but they obviously weren't his best three work. And three jokers, yeah. So definitely not like a standout year for him. Was the year before when we were talking about Doomsday Clock, it was like, oh shit, right. give Jeff John all the praise. Uh, right. You know, a- other examples. Um, Snyder you know, had metal, but not much else that I can remember. Yeah. And, and while metal was pretty good, um, for sure. And there was a lot yeah. of it, to be fair. Yeah, that's true. So you know, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe it is narrowed down to a few few choices this year. Um, so I, I guess without further ado, we will uh, make our picks uh, for what our, our best writers of the year are. So, Matt, make your choice. As as much as I want to give it to Vendetti for, for Hawkman, the book I would always read, like I would wait to get it from the store, I wouldn't try to read it digitally mm-hmm. as much as I would want, was anything by Tom Taylor, whether it was deceased. Hold that a- thought. Tom Taylor. You may continue. Yeah, whether it was Deceased or it was Deceased Unkillables or Suicide Squad, which was a book that constantly was like top of the reading order. It's just, you know, my kind of writer. So. Yeah, Connor, what was your pick? Yeah, um, in the same way Matt really wanted to pick Vendy, I, I kind of want to pick yeah. Ram V, but also, you know, my, my shop knows anything by Tom Taylor, you add it to my order, so. Mm-hmm. One and, second. And yes. Tom Taylor. Can I tell you? I, I really thought you were going to save that for the inevitable moment when the audience have definitely picked Tom Taylor as their writer. Because there's there no doubt in my mind. You don't know that. I've not seen the votes. But I, there is no doubt in my mind of, of our audience. Uh, but yeah, go ahead, Pete. You, you can pick Tom Taylor as well now. That's my choice, as. Tom Taylor. There's no other choice. There's no other choice. No. Everything, everything his name's attached to, I'm excited by. And, yeah. like, you know, obviously there's all that. let us down yet, either. Yeah, yeah, that's true. No, not let us down yet. Um, so, uh, yes, as for the the audience vote uh, on writers, again, I'll, I'll do a, a top five here. Um, and there's some interesting names that just missed the, the top five. But, um, number five was James Tyron the fourth. Mm-hmm. Number four was Tom King. Number three was Ram V. Number two was Brian Michael Bendis. 
weird. That's interesting. An interesting shape of things. Um, but it is notable that number one with the biggest gap between a number one and number two out of any of these <laughs> categories <Yeah. laughs> is Jeff Johns. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's uh, it's, it's Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor. <laughs> like Taylor had a great year. Everyone's happy with Taylor's work. It's uh everyone's on board right where this this is a pro mm-hmm. tom taylor podcast and clearly our audience are also pretty tom t- pretty pro tom taylor even if and, we you know it's possible that some of those votes for tom, for tom king were actually for tom taylor and you know yeah. the gap should have been even higher i mean that's even funnier uh but it's i think it's funny because you know, obviously yeah, there's definitely some names that popped up in some of the the choices especially when we get to like just best books where clearly there's books that we don't none of us like but clearly some of our audience do so they're right. maybe appearing a little bit higher than we'd otherwise expect, but um, our love of Tom Taylor seems to be the thing that unites us with it's, the it's audience. It's universal. <laughs> yep. so, Patron scene of, of the show. There you go. Uh, before we get to the best books, so I think this is maybe the time to look at uh, the worst of the year, uh, which is not so much worst books, although it can be a worst book. It could, it could basically be anything. Uh, worst, it could be a book, it could be a creative choice, it could be an announcement, it can be um, whatever, right? So... Basically, this is this is an audience thing. It was open season, uh, in terms mm-hmm. of stuff. Here, here uh, we go. Uh, so there's a, there was a lot of different things, and there wasn't a lot of stuff that got more than one because so many different things get suggested, right? right? Uh, but there was a few things that had multiple uh, votes. So I'll, I'll get, I'm going to give a top four because these are the only four things that multiple people said. Can we try and said. get some of them? Okay, okay. So there's four things that multiple people said. Although I'll tell you if you get something that someone else said. No, oh, these are not in any particular order, and obviously like. Right. Obviously, depending on how you phrase it, it may not match the alphabetical, even if I did put it in alphabetical order. So just give me a second every time you say one. But all right. Do you want to guess something that was put or nominated as the worst of the year from the audience? Go. Uh, JRJR. That's uh, number one, baby. JRJR is the worst of the year. Yeah. 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 Unsurprising. That art is is like a nuclear bad. That that's how how bad it is. You know, Matt, Matt knows the phrase nuclear heat when talking about wrestling. That yep. art is nuclear heat. Uh, he is, is Xbox heat. Yes, it's just go away heat. Yes. Yeah. That that is it. All right. Go on. Let's see if you can guess something else that someone nominated. It can be a person. It can be a story. It can be a book. It can be an announcement. It can be a creative change. I'm gonna you know push on some of my own personal bias here, but mm-hmm. uh, Riley Rosmo being on so many goddamn stories. No one mentioned Rosmo oh, in the worst of oh. the year. Damn it. Mm. Sorry. And the fact is, you could have said something else that you also hate that did get at least one mention. I hate lots of things. That's just, that's just <laughs> kind of your thing. Uh, what I'm trying to get across is that Bendis was at least nominated by one person as just yeah, a worst that, of the year thing. That makes sense. especially Honestly, especially this year from what I hear, that doesn't really surprise mm. me. But even, even on years where fans, like you two, yeah. think he's good. Someone probably nominated him in the shit list. Mm. Yeah. Uh, all right. So there's three other things. I mean, I'll probably mention some of these other ones just for the talking points. But there's three other things that got more than one uh, uh, person. Three Jokers. Three Jokers was one of them. Yep. Okay. That was three Jokers. The the month with no books. Uh, that was obviously mentioned, but it wasn't uh one of the, the multiples. One of the, ones. Uh, the the continuum the continuing saga that was Red Hood. Um. No, in fact, very much the opposite. Uh, someone, oh, so, someone suggested Lobdell leaving Red Hood was the worst thing of the year. 
<laughs> that's someone's trolling. I'm sorry. I know. I know. I just laughed at one of our audience members, but yeah. No, it's okay. Uh, I know who it was. It was David. He intentionally put that in to uh, to pop you. Uh, <laughs> <a dick>. The uh, <laughs> would Hanley of Nightwing have, have been been on there? Um, I would say that's more of a 2019 thing, really. But uh, uh, someone did say Nightwing, but I, uh, it does feel like the reason that got more hate last year because it was more of a, a thing. I will say, right. of, of the two things that you've not guessed that got more than one, uh, one of them I think is a fairly obvious thing to still be mad about, and the other one's kind of surprising that it that it got multiple compared to some of these other things, which are... But is it surprising because it happened in 2019 and it was just continuing, nah. or surprising just because you didn't think it was that big a deal? Yeah, it's just, I mean, I mean, I didn't like it this year, but it it's just like this book got multiple worst of the year votes when all these other things that are much clearly objectively bad things. I don't know, Batman. Not Batman, no. Uh, uh, well, the one that's the surprising that you're not going to get is Batgirl. Two people, a couple people put Batgirl as worst thing of the year. Well, to be fair, we all dropped it. We did, but I mean, yeah, worst thing of the year. Yeah, but the worst. No, yeah. I didn't either. Yeah, it just felt like to it bad, got too but... unwieldy for for Castellucci. You know what I mean? Like trying to fit so much stuff in. The other thing that know? got multiple though, you should be able to maybe land maybe, on. Maybe Flash. No. No. Hmm. But you're not too far off. It's just Wally West. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, keep in the mind. Wally West saga. Flash forward. I was that uh, still this year. I think that was still this year. I mean, if it wasn't, Wally still had a pretty up and down year. Uh, yeah, by yeah, any stretch. It was so so bad. I put it out of my mind. But not only that, they made fun of it at the end of Death Metal. <laughs> did, yeah. So yeah. yeah. Uh, so someone put Death Metal as the worst thing of the year, uh, for sure. That's surprising. Yeah. Uh, not everyone loves that book. Um, I've definitely seen all like comic like, communities who are all very unanimously like desperate for it to end. Well, obviously not now, but they were like mm. recently. Um, uh, obviously the the month of comics weren't weren't there uh, was mm. was a big thing. Um, people mentioned the mass layoffs. People mentioned the fact that there was no Green Lantern book outside of Morrison's uh, has been one of the worst things of the year. That's someone bad. someone did see Action Comics, so you could almost just put that as another vote for JRGR if you wanted to. Yeah, but uh, or Bendis. Uh, or Bendis, yeah. Um, uh, my my personal favorite here is that the the announcement of the Snyder Cut uh, happening. <laughs> it's the worst thing oh, year. don't you? A has started now. Uh, he, he released a scene with his Joker from from his cut of Suicide Squad just just yesterday, I think, or the day before. Oh no! This is what they've started. They gave into one thing. Yeah. This is what they've started. Um, yeah. I say release the David Dakota cut. Of anything that he's made. Why not? Are you familiar with David Dakota? No. No. Uh, he's a very homoerotic director who I think just makes movies to get like hot guys to take their shirts off in his movies. It's it's really bizarre. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> if you've got that power, he, he's like do what you want. <laughs> think Tommy Wiseau, but he really likes men with their shirts off. Like that's that's so Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the room. <laughs> uh, oh, no, nah, Tommy Wiseau likes belly buttons. That's just that's where, uh, you know, someone mentioned DC's uh, abandoning of Diamond as being a as a, as a bad thing. Uh, that's debatable, maybe, but well, you all know. I know is my my shop has not been shorted a lot of stuff since switching from Diamond I to. That's a weird thing as well. Like, unless this was submitted by someone who 
runs or well, owns well, a, a comic store. It is worth mentioning it was more the, the impact that it had on retails. I think that was meant to be the negative point. Right, because, and, and again, that depends seemingly on which retailers you ask. Some have had great experiences, others are obviously not so happy about yeah. it. But I think as a consumer, just at the end product, it, you know, my store has had the books. Uh, most stores have had the books. Um, we're a bit different. We're still using Diamonds UK. But uh, in general, it doesn't seem to have been that much impact on the end consumer. What's really funny, actually, looking back at this year, just on this topic, is that I was actually toying with getting physical comics again at the start of the year. I was just starting to buy them mm. for like a month. And then the, uh, the shutdown happened. And it was like, oh, like physical books to the UK are delayed further because obviously, you know, the the, the Atlantic right. Ocean's in the way. And basically it killed that momentum and I just switched back to digital immediately. And I've, at this point, I'm like, yeah, I'm just... just it's a very, very specific thing that was a problem for, for me in getting comics. Again, most things have not been a problem. You know, we, we've been using Diamond UK. They've just been getting them over. The one thing that was a real bitch was uh, the... I had to double dip on for the show was uh, the deceased which uh, the, the current series uh, which mm-hmm. you all know that, that is because issue two or three when it was shipped over and it was in the diamond warehouses they lost every copy somehow no idea what happened with it they lost every single copy there was still so obviously the following month they received the next one and then uh, and the next one and so i think i think it was two that went missing because three four and five all uh, you know got them all at the same time as two because they basically they had to wait for them to go and do another full printing of issue two to get more copies over and they were holding all the issues of three four and five onwards at the warehouse and just not giving it to stores until two arrived i love the idea that there's one guy out there with an ebay account who's got five thousand copies of (laughs) deceased it's it's just the one book that went missing uh it's it's bizarre um but i was like I want to read the books. I had to double dip. Like, all all, all the other scalpers, series. all the other scalpers were getting PS5s and Xboxes. This guy's like, no, I'm going to get deceased this year too, and I'm yeah, going to make a fortune on this bad boy. Uh, uh, they did the same with Hellraiser three. So I'm making a joke. <laughs> but that's why I haven't been able to get it still because of the stupid punchline. And that might be why I still have not read the punchline book. Okay. Uh, okay. The, the the even though I I bought it stupidly, I yeah. Oh, that's worth yeah. reading. Connor had his, his negative opinion, but I, I thought it was worth reading, uh, for the record. Um, well, if you plan on reading the punchline back up, whichever book that's in, you probably should. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not touching Joker. With a, oh, is that with a Joker? Six okay, foot... yeah. 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 I actually think this is a good garden story, so I'm going to be trying it. Yes, I know. Uh, Gillen March Art aside, uh, which is a, a lot to put aside. Uh, but... Uh, so yeah, there's, there's a few more things, but those were the most of the stuff that were, I think were interesting or obviously notable enough that it should be mentioned. Uh, but mm-hmm. there you go. So what's the, do, we, do we have any picks for worst thing of the year? If we want to have our own just final pick. I mean, uh, we all know where we stand on JRJR. <laughs> I, I didn't have to read as much JRJR as you guys. Unfortunately, I'd have to read some, but I'm, I'm still willing to go along with that being the worst thing. <laughs> it, it was that bad. Like, I, I can be unanimous. Um, I'm going to say Matt been missing for um, two months was the worst thing at Twitter. Aw, thanks. <laughs> I had to do a show with just Connor for two months, Matt. It was miserable. Yeah. Uh, well, it wasn't the best. It was miserable. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Even Connor knows Connor's horrible. That's why he's like, it wasn't the best. <laughs> uh, I, was on, I was streaming last night and we were watching the first Chud. 
and Daniel Stern's in it. And young Daniel Stern actually looks a lot like Connor. Like, just imagine oh, brown hair instead of ginger, uh, but bigger. Like, his hair was even bigger. So every time he was on stream, people were using little Connor emoji that we've got now on the on the stream and i thought you're gonna compare connor to a chad i really did <laughs> but every, every, but i've allowed it let's be honest but because it, because it became the joke that this was connor and we kept calling him connor uh it we just kept assuming he hated everything because connor hates everything no i hate everything i hate a lot of things what's but, funny hey i i have loved a lot of things this year what's funny is that kevin McAllister's dad's also in that movie so oh, i was joking that this was like the weird origin story and why marv is determined to get kevin McAllister home alone <laughs> yeah also john goodman's in it credited as cop at diner number two <laughs> he's very young in it very young yeah I was uh, like, must have been. uh so yes uh that's a, a mini uh tangent on chud it's not very good though it's like the pacing's very bad uh, despite its fun B-movie charm and very notable cast. And one of the best names ever. It's got a good name, but that's that's about it. Although the sequel's got a better name. Chud 2, Bud the Chud. Oh, that is good. <laughs> Damn, 84. Yeah. I thought it was older. <laughs> All right, uh, so uh, let's get to uh, the best, best books. Are we doing best books? Though? I think we're on best books. Sure. It's time for the best books. All right, so... Um, we obviously there's the audience results which we'll get to um mm-hmm. a little bit, but we are going to essentially try and create our uh show you know top ten, and this will be interesting because there's books that you know some of us don't read and the other two are mm-hmm. very passionate about, and where does that land on on a top ten, um and you know what do we feel represents twenty twenty the best. Uh, I mean, I think the obvious thing, just to get out of the way, is, I mean, is Suicide Squad number one? Is that what we're all going to agree? Keep it in mind, keep it in mind that I'm going to not want to put, like, say, Hawkman above it. It's, it's either like that, that or no. the deceased uh, unkillables, yeah. right? Yeah. Realistically, they're probably one and two. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Strange Adventures is probably fairly high up, I would That's imagine. probably up there as well, yeah. I think hey, we all Connor, like we have that. to get Hawkman in the top five, though. We can do that. I'll, I'll we, see we, how we strongly I f- feel about what four and five could be. Assuming those, yeah. the, the three we just said are more or less. The... I, I think I think as much as me and Matt love Hawkman, and, and we do, we will be we will yeah. be lobbying uh-huh. hard for I that can... going forward. Those three are the ones that all of us love. I, yeah, I can't I can't justify over Suicide Squad or or Unkillables. Main maybe because it's not done yet. I mean, Strange Adventures is really good, but the fact that I know. The complete story with Hawkman mm, for me would put it put it ahead a little it, tiny bit. Do you know what? I probably would also, on a personal level, put it above Strange Adventures. But how much energy are we willing to fight on people? And that—that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's the that's the, so. I mean, I guess first things first. Then I mean, it, I mean, is Strange Adventures beating either of the Tom Taylor books, or are we just say or are we just going straight ahead and say no? Those two top those two Tom yeah. Taylor books are number one and two. Yeah. That, that and, one and two, it's just whichever order. And the, and how I would put the order is Suicide Squad and Killables. That's that's my one and two right there. On the one hand, I think Unkillables <laughs> might be the more impressive given who it made me care about and given I mean I, I'll just say it right now. Right? I, we don't have a category for like moment of the year because it's really hard to remember a lot of specific moments. But off the top of my head, the Mary Marvel reveal in that bus may mm-hmm. be my comic book moment of the year. Mm. It's a good one. Uh, I loved it. I think 
as much as you say it's impressive that it made you care about a lot of people who you know you didn't really care about or, or maybe you had you know a negative impact on going <laughs> in um suicide squad maybe is more impressive for making you care about five six characters who didn't true. exist before right right that is true uh there's that and plus the the story that's being told is more unconventional just because we had the you have the whole Deadshot stuff with the daughter, mm-hmm. which is which is normal. Which is sweet. But and... then you start you start introducing the whole Blue Beetle, uh, Ted Cord aspect to that story, and then it starts to muddy things up a bit, and it it makes you start questioning things that are going on. Whereas Unkillables, as as great as it was, this is the story of what happens when bad people have to survive and be good people, you know. Uh, and it it's as good as that it's, was. I it think... didn't resonate with me as. Quite as no, I think sure. in some ways, Unkillables is the more the the more hopeful and perfect book for 2020, in that it was terrible people coming together in the face of mm-hmm. a, a terrible event, an apocalypse, and being better, <laughs> which is very you know the the hope that we needed in 2020 apparently because right. reality did not go down that way. Yeah, right. Uh, and are we saying that Unkillables is definitely above Strange Adventure? The Strange Adventure is definitely slotting in at number three. Yeah, I, I would put it that way, yeah. because again, it's not all the way, it's not over yet, there's still plenty of story to be told, and, and maybe by the time it's over, it would, but, but for what we got in 2020, I'm, I'm more than okay putting Unkillables over it. I think the thing to talk about next is possibly going in at four. Possibly. Keep in mind that we still have deceased... Uh... So th- this is what you're, you're going to try and slot in above Hawkman now. Make your argument. <laughs> I mean, keep in mind that we do have deceased... Uh... What's the, what's the current Dead one called? Planet? Dead Planet, right? Which right, I think probably is worthy of top 10 placement, but I think, I think a bit further down. I think it's notably not yeah. as yeah. high as those all uh, On the back half. Yeah. Um, I think there is a discussion to be had, uh, not only about quality, but about the impact uh, of Death Metal. And particularly, and it's kind of taken as a whole, we're, we're kind of including tie-ins here in a, a lot of ways. And some of the best moments of the whole thing were in tie-ins as well, which is, you know... Uh, I'm thinking stuff like the Superboy Prime uh, issue. Yeah, is... but we also had a really annoying Lobo tie-in. We, okay, we had I, one annoying tie-in issue. I that. did I mean, not as, like... as events go, man, one bad tie-in. That's, that's, yeah, that's good going. amazing. But it was equal to a mini. Like, that was... That was a big book. The argument the argument I will accept against it maybe being quite this high is that the special crisis alternate, you know, changing the timeline stuff is yeah. actually mostly in issue 7, which was actually 2021. Yeah, true. <laughs> At that point, it was a lot of fun. It was great. Yeah. And it was presenting a lot of fun ideas and, like, it was setting the stage for mm-hmm. those final moments. Mm-hmm. But the outcome where it's like, oh, this is, this is the lasting impact going forward, is actually a 2021 thing. Technically, yes, that one issue. I mean, as far as arguments for, I mean, it definitely should place in the top ten. I think, I think stuff like yeah. that Teen Titans one shot, where all, all those Titan stories, I think, mm-hmm. is a special moment. I think the Superboy Prime issue is special. Uh, mm-hmm. Just the general fun of the the ongoing story. Yeah, the, the issue. Issue. Yeah, uh, maybe one of the best moments in the whole book is in like issue one with the chainsaw, the you know killing mm-hmm. that man who laughs. That was a great end of issue one cliffhanger. That was a great. Oh F yeah, a, we're doing something a very different. well paced book issue to issue in that it always knew right, these are the moments that we're gonna hit. You know? Oh yeah, and I said this as it was going on, but they did a really good job making sure every one shot slotted neatly in between those issues as it was coming out. They all it, felt in place. 
probably something is, you know, we could talk about on the, the good side of things for DC in the year in general is editorial. As much as there were behind-the-scenes problems and changes, uh, the individual like group editors did a really good job of like having their things line up mm -hmm. uh, across the board, I'd say. Yeah, that's mostly true, I think. Um, so... I, I, I'm looking at the other tie-ins that we have. I, I think Death Metal is very, very good. I don't think it's anywhere near Hawkman. No. It's, especially uh, once you take out that final issue with Death Metal. Even with the final issue, I think I'd probably put Hawkman above it. But without that final issue, it's, you know, places below Hawkman, in my mind. I'll concede you Hawkman here, since you two feel so strongly on it. But I will say this, if that final issue was included, I'd be putting up more of a fight. And I'd be, I'd be, I'd be putting up that fight yeah. largely based on kind of the importance of it, which, mm -hmm. and admittedly, you know, obviously quality is kind of the more important thing here. But when we're talking about the top ten of the year, and well, it is mostly okay, the ten best. And in many ways, sometimes the top ten is also about what was culturally relevant or what was. And in, t in the case of like a DC Comics podcast, and we're talking about the ongoing comic world, mm -hmm. the end of that event and what it does to the timelines and what it does to like, what the future of the the books are going to be for the next several years is very important. Uh, but that final issue is in twenty twenty one. The very first week of twenty twenty one. So yeah, and and, and I'll counter that, that by saying a lot of the, you know, the the, the uh, what was it? The epilogue of Metal mm -hmm. kind of also plays out in the end of Hawkman. You know, that's kind of true. Actually, two issues of it gets back to them choosing which of their lives they get to go back to and they choose the Justice Society era, and then it kind of plays out with what that means going forward through time and space as the Hawks. Those, like, the last, like, five or six pages of the, the final mm -hmm. issue of Hawkman, which mm -hmm. I, I, don't, I think I had to be about my own. I think that was when Matt was away. Yep. Holy crap. Like, that just set up, like, this this entire thesis for decades of stories of, here, here's a blueprint for what you can do with Hawkman if you've got no ideas. Right. So... And that, that's wonderful. Yeah, and I, and I feel I had a lot of the same feelings there that I did when I got to Death Metal, right? Mm. Like, and I feel like Hawkman's kind of the perfect character for that because Hawkman kind of is representative of what the DC multiverse is. Like, the the take on Hawkman was always it was so confusing, and then when I was trying to explain Death Metal to my wife, I kind of got caught up on all these different things. I was like, oh, this is this is the Hawkman thing. This is just a, a uniquely DC thing. Uh, with, with how messy kind of the multiversal shenanigans can be. So I do feel like if Pete really likes that ending, it kind of happened in 2020 in, in the pages of Hawkman. Yeah. All right, we can have Hawkman at number I, four. I mean, I think me and Matt are happy to accept, I mean, uh, mm -hmm. I know I am Death Metal at five. I mean, that yeah, probably that makes some amount of sense. Um... I mean, the back half's a little bit murkier because I think at this point we get to a wider array of things that aren't maybe as obvious. I mean, I assume you guys are going to want just like dark on there somewhere. Uh, yeah, um, and and I and I want one of the the Superman uh, maxi series, either Jimmy or Lois. And I know I'm the only one that read both of them. Right? <laughs> no, I read both. Did you? Yeah, did you finish both. Lois? I thought you. Yeah, no, I did. I, I didn't. Okay. I had problems with Lois in the back half, yeah. especially. I think I lost its focus. Yeah. But I mean, it's definitely the only one that all three of us read. But I, I do think Jimmy is the far superior book. I, I do too. 
Alan so, White finished reading it. Uh, or even close. Yeah, I, don't so, uh, even, I don't know if you finished reading but, the but first I, issue. I, I, read the, I read the first issue. I, I was yeah, issue yeah. two or three I, I dropped it on. So, I do think it belongs, but me, I mean, I would be okay with that being like 10. It, de- well, it depends what else we've got here to put above it, because it may get bumped right. just by the yeah. nature of what else is there. Because um, Realistically, what we're looking at, we're looking at Batman, Deceased, Catwoman, Aquaman, the other... is Dead Planet. Yeah. Um, I think Rush should actually be on there, to be honest. It's got a short really? sample size, though. Three issues. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, in theory, that's a quarter of the book, right? Yeah, you're going to have three quarters at the end of 2021 to play with. Uh, yeah, exactly. That, that, true. That would be my no, I mean, that's true. That. But, uh... I, mean, I, I, I only read the first issue, so I have obviously very little to say on this one, and it, it kind of depends on how Matt feels about but this. But I, 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 I like it more than just about everything you listed there. Because I would definitely have Rorschach next, and I don't expect it to get it at number six, but... Right. Uh, that's where I would be putting it. You you need you need to talk to Matt. Convince him. Convince him I, to back I, the I can't with only three issues. I just you I can't. can't. No, not no. not that high. I, I'm not putting it over Jimmy. Just so happens that I only much. read three issues of Jimmy, so this is a good argument that I, I'm liking to hear. Except the <laughs> but those issues of Jimmy are there in twenty twenty. Uh the issues for for Rorschach are twenty twenty one. That that's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, look but at... I would I would accept Rorschach over Batman because there's a lot of stuff in Batman I did not hey, enjoy. Matt, 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 Matt. Yeah. Plunge for the top ten. Yes, I know Connor didn't like it, but Plunge was definitely one of my favorite books of the year. Yeah, I, 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 I Plunge over Jimmy for sure. Passed, I passed out on Plunge obviously after a couple of issues. I thought it was kind of. Mm, not working for me. Uh, let's put it that way. Well, it says right. the thing. Catwoman's but, kind of a weird choice. Even though I've been loving the last few issues of Catwoman, Catwoman is kind of like Rorschach, and I've only really had three issues of the the run. Is it, is it only three? I thought it was like four or five by now. But um, yeah. I'm willing to, you know, be proven. No, no, because because I mean, I mean technically, yeah, 20, technically twenty five counts, but it's really just twenty six, twenty seven, maybe twenty eight. It's not yeah, been a lot. I, I might get caught up on it with when we have some breaks in some of the future state stuff. No, yeah. you're right. It was 26, 27, 28, and then 25, which I would count, because that was, mm-hmm. you know, the, the new writer. As it isn't, it's kind of a bridging issue. I mean, it is Ram V, but it's, you know, the, the run really starts with 26. Yeah. I don't know, that one's, uh, 25, it was, it had a story leading into the main thing. It, it had two other stories. It was all Ram V. I, w- I would count that as part if of If anything, it feels weird to give a Catwoman a slot based on those issues compared to Rorschach, if only because that's a book that existed the entire year before that with a different writer right. that none of us read. No, that's, right. that's a fair argument. Yeah. I, I will not discount that. Uh, so I, I do think that's worth thinking. I think Aquaman is a, a solid pick for a lower number because I, I think that yeah. was consistently very good under Deconic. Uh, yeah, outside of the two, those fillings. Yeah, just felons. About, uh, Aqualad, and they're just like, yeah, okay, but yeah, those sucks, the but... rest of it in, in yeah. 2020 was really I'm, good. I'm kind of looking through what other books we all read. There's uh, Justice League, which was mostly solid all year, but I don't think any of us are really championing I'm it. Not gonna, oh, I, yeah, as I'm much as I like Venditti, I, I put my Venditti energy into Hawkman. No, yeah, because I feel like half of Justice League this year was uh, single arcs. I mean, the, the one that tied into mm-hmm. Metal was all right, but... Because we had the... Going yeah. backward with the That's Metal arc, before that we had the, the Cyspuria arc, which was the, the aliens thing. Yeah, and we had thing. two Vendetti arcs, and... Yeah. Like, I, I enjoyed pretty much all of Justice League all year. It was all, like... If I had to rate Justice League for the year, it'd be like a seven. 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't feel that that big about Justice League. But I, no. I, I think I would rather you guys get Jimmy at ten over Justice League just because you actually care about it. Mm-hmm. Which I don't, I don't right. really. Right. You know, I mean, uh, it's fine, but I, I'm not passionate about Justice League. Other books, I think we all read uh, Batman Superman. That's I don't know if it's top yeah. ten. Like, it, yeah. It's fine. It's fun, but again, that's the same. Where I'm, like, I'm more willing to go. All right, I have Rorschach at that point. Like, yeah. I don't feel strongly yeah. enough about it to argue it over Pete's passion for three issues of Rorschach. Right. I mean, we could right. we could but get that... to a point here where Rorschach and Jimmy are nine and ten, and then we just have to put three in the right. right. The, the other. So, so now that so we for sure have Aquaman, right? In in from six to ten. It'll be probably closer to six than ten. I Aquaman and the Seastead Planet are the two obvious ones. Uh, right. Off the off the bat. I, so I'd then where do we want to put those? I'd probably say deceased over Aquaman, because Aquaman had those two issues that drag it down a bit. Sure. Right. But and I mean Dead Planet's been consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Are you I guys probably want to six? I mean you guys probably want just to leave dark somewhere in this bottom half. Well, that was where I was getting to. Yeah. Is okay, so wait, what was five? Five is death metal. Metal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, okay. I'm going to go yeah, metal, uh, deceased. I mean, I would personally put yeah. Just League Dark over Aquaman as well, but I mean, depends how Pete feels about that one, I guess. But, uh... Yeah, Just League Dark was really good, but so was Aquaman, but I liked them for similar reasons. <laughs> like, with the, yeah. the, the, the difference in storytelling from what we're used to with those type of books... Like that that one Justice League Dark issue where they go consult like the totems in Africa in the cave. Oh, so good. Yeah, there's like that, and then they're both playing with, with like mythologies and stuff, aren't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I, I'm I'm willing to take you know Aquaman at seven, Justice League Dark at eight, mm-hmm. and then and then I, I'm okay with putting Rorschach at ten and Jimmy at nine. I'll back that up. <laughs> Hmm. The only other things that I could really put forth, and again, this would still be not a fair fight because Connor's not into it already. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think Batman and the Outsiders could. I mean, and my own personal mm-hmm. top ten would squeeze into the list. I think. Yeah. On a personal note, I'd be more happy to allow that in than Rorschach. No, I want Rorschach more than I want Batman and the Outsiders on there. <laughs> well, okay. What about what about Plunge? Oh, pl- uh, plunge should be on the top ten. Yeah, plunge should be in the right. top ten. Mm. Uh, so I could do, I could theoretically do plunge nine, Jimmy ten, Rorschach would be eleven. Then that would I is plunge would over bumped. Jimmy. Um, I mean, I'd put plunge over Aquaman if I'm being honest. <laughs> I'd, I'd go even higher with that. But uh, how strongly does Matt feel about that? I, I mean, I could do that too. Because <laughs> plunge, I did really love, but that's because again, it's. How about we split the difference story. and it can go below Aquaman but above Justice League Dark? So it gets like an extra place up. Okay. It's not going up that too high. Well, that would that would land us on the following. Number 10, Jimmy Olsen. Number 9, Justice League Dark. Number 8, Plunge. Number 7, Aquaman. Number 6, Deceased Dead Planet. 5, Death Metal. 4, Hawkman. 3, Strange Adventures. 2, Deceased Unkillables. And 1, Suicide Squad. Are we feeling I'm content okay with that? With that? Yeah, I don't think it, it's no, it's never going to be perfect for any of us. This no. just can never be. Well, that's that's the fun part of this but is we have to. I think it's an acceptable compromise. Out of out of all of those, I think I might be the only one that read all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I missed two months. 
touchdown that clearly. Yeah, I know so, I did. The, there's three there that I yeah didn't really read uh, or quit at some point before. Which ones did I didn't read? I can't remember the whole list to be honest. There's there was a couple near the bottom there was half. A plunge, yeah. Um and yeah, that's it. I just punch for Connor, I think. Yeah. Oh, just punch for me. Huh? Yeah, that's yeah. Bad, yeah. Yeah. Um. So there you go, and I guess uh, notable mentions on top of that ten being Rorschach, Catwoman, maybe Batman the Outsiders. Uh, Batman the Outsiders for sure, because that was a lot of fun. Mm. Um, trying to think what else. Some of the other stuff we mentioned you know, earlier. Uh, Dollhouse Family. Yeah, Dollhouse Families. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah that that would definitely be the honorable. Uh, that was my sure. favorite Hill House book uh, after Plant. Like, it's weird. I don't consider Plunge a Hill House book because it doesn't have that same. Like, I know there's a horror vibe. But I think all, just, the, all the rest are more overtly yeah. supernatural. Yeah, and so Plunge definitely is more of that sci-fi sided thing. So, but Dollhouse out of out of those, the the other ones. Sure. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess that's a top ten. I'll just, I'll repeat that one more time for anyone who's uh mm. just wanting to have it confirmed. Number ten, Jimmy Olsen. Number nine, Justice League Dark. Number eight, Plunge. Number seven, Aquaman. Number six, Deceased Dead Planet. Five, Death Metal. Four, Hawkman. Three, Strange Adventures. Two, Deceased Unkillables. And one, Suicide Squad. Uh, so I will now reveal the audience vote for the best books of the year. I will do a top ten for this. Uh, since it's obviously a lot of suggestions were put in. Mm-hmm. Uh, people set in the top fives and they got points depending on the placement. Yes. Um the one thing I will make clear before I say this is because people are phrasing things differently, uh, for the sake of the voting, uh, both deceased books were just bundled together as deceased, as if it okay. was one ongoing book. Oh, uh, well, people were just saying deceased. Yeah, for, so, for, yeah. so a- a- any examples I got, I just bundled them together because it was clear people were just meaning that or not thinking about it or whatever. And it's, I mean, it's kind of fair. In the same way that, like, Hellboy minis are just kind of considered a hell going on, Hellboy ongoing or... Mm-hmm. And- Honestly, the same way we kind of grouped everything as death metal. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Not, it's, yeah, it's, it's not a bad idea. I mean, I like that we split it for ours because I do think there's a distinction where I really like, like, I think one's like a, basically a masterpiece and the other one's really good. Yeah, if, if we had to split the difference, it would feel like we're doing it a disservice. Yeah. So, but here's the top 10 as voted for by our listeners. Number 10, Rorschach. So I made, made the, uh, the listener list. Okay, uh, fair enough. Number 9, Justice League Dark. This is... Fairly similar so far. <laughs> and, and let's be honest, Rorschach's just recent surprise. Oh, shut up. Uh, number it eight. Number eight. And it's a little sad that Matt didn't even argue for this. Superman at number eight. No. Nah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just... That last that arc work. really left a bad... If we're talking about yeah. recency bias, that last arc with the... With, with whatever that was, I can't even remember. I mean, when you I think just... of that arc, is at least a third, if not more, of mm-hmm. the year's issues. Right? I, I want to say right? Sinmar was the name of the. Sin, yeah. Yeah. Not, there you go. No, wasn't Sinmar the other thing? I don't remember. I it just that, nah, that's that, kind of. Yeah, I think that was Superman. Yeah, shame, it's a shame. Uh, so number eight, Superman. Number seven, Hawkman. Number six, Batman, which we never th- th- thought about really putting on the top ten. I think 10. we kind of all feel similar about Batman and that it's been solid. There's been yeah. good stuff. There's been less good stuff, but it's it's not top ten material for any of us. I don't it, think the stuff I really liked, it, I, I liked. I the stuff I, I did like, it was very intense. Like 
Mm. I, th- I think yeah. Tiny at its peak has been top 10 material, but there's also been mm-hmm. less than top 10 material. Uh, so well, If it was like just the designer stuff and then up to Joker War, I'd probably be fighting for it on top 10. Mm-hmm. But then you had like the Ghost Maker stuff after, for example, where mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, okay, that does drag it down. So, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Um, so yeah, 6 Batman, 5, this is the surprising one, which obviously goes against our feelings completely. Uh, number 5 is The Flash, which... We we did not have a good year with the Flash on this show, so obviously no. you know, taste of what they are, and obviously if you like the Flash, yeah. you like the Flash, you know, um, and enough people in our audience clearly do because it, it made number five, but uh, that, that's the one real big surprise here. Uh, number four, Strange Adventures. Mm-hmm. Number three, Death Metal. Number mm-hmm. two, Deceased. And number one, I'll just play the sound bite. That's just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tom Taylor. So yeah, uh, Tom Taylor got the number one and two spot on both our list and the audience list, and, and he won writer. and best writer. So twenty twenty, it's a bad year for almost everything, but it was a good year for Tom Taylor. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I mean, what else do you say to that? Uh, that that is you. You say thank you twenty twenty one for making sure we have more Tom Taylor. Coming. Yes, thank you. I mean, he's he's writing the best DC character this year. I mean, that's that's where we're going. We're going. We're getting, we're getting. He's not reading Superman. I, I like. There's definitely some people who think you're talking about the Batman miniseries. I know. I'm talking about Tom Taylor's dick. All right. That's what we're talking about right now. <laughs> and Babs. And Babs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I, I think that's a uh, super uh, interesting that we all seem to be unanimously in the Tom Taylor book, uh, pretty much. Uh, obviously, yeah. I, I know that there's going to be a few people uh, just having seen the, the voting forums. Yeah, there's a few people who had nothing Tom Taylor related and they're like sitting there furious right now because their votes what? almost affected nothing. But that, that's how voting works, though. Let's not, let's not turn this into a voting thing, Matt. I know it's on the main because <laughs> I'm, of I'm just, recent events. I'm but just let's saying, not do it. though, like that. I, I would like to think our audience is mature enough that yes. they can respect that. Do you know what? Maybe they don't like Tom Taylor, but Tom Taylor won. <laughs> And and that's just the end of it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because when more people vote for one thing, we're leaving it there. That's we're Matt. It works. Keep keep your topical saltiness to yourself, right? We're leaving it there. Uh, I'm saying it's basic math. Let's go to the uh, the outside of DC category. Now I've not actually read a whole lot of books outside of DC <laughs> this year. Uh, oh, no, wait, are we counting new stuff or new to us stuff? Because I did a lot of new to me that I use. <laughs> I mean, uh, you, you can mention that. You, you you can yeah. mention that. I was going to do the audience stuff first, but yeah, you can mention. Yeah, do the audience stuff first. All right. My jog math memory on a couple of things. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's a top five here of non DC books. Uh, I have no Crossing idea. My fingers for a couple of things. If you if you mm-hmm. get any of these, there, I mean, this was a widespread of things that were mentioned uh, on this. Uh, there was there was like. Something like fifty different things how, mentioned. How many of them are Marvel books? Are the top five? Uh, two for sure. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> two for sure. Right, I'm not 100 uh, percent on one of them. Might be a Marvel co- book. A couple of guesses at what the Marvel books could be. Daredevil. That's one of them. Yep. Okay. And Venom. No. No. Okay. No. Uh, Captain America. No. Uh, Hulk. Uh, yeah. No. Damn it. Heathens. Is it some <laughs> stupid Hickman book? I, I think it's like with <laughs> Hox, Hoxbox. That wasn't this year. Some sort of X Men book. No, though. I know, but that's what I just. Just, just X Men. I assume there's just a book called X Men because uh, almost everyone yeah. just said X Men. It wasn't that, like that a specific probably thing. Probably is just a book yeah. called X Men. I kind of ignore that entire corner. Yeah, 
So X-Men and Daredevil are two Marvel books. Neither of those was number one, though. Uh, it's worth okay. mentioning. Um, what else came out from Image? And I'll give you a hint. Or Dark Horse. One of the writers that we may have talked about for DC's yeah. best of the year is the writer of number one. Right, what Tom, Tom Taylor book did he have? <laughs> Seven Secrets? Seven Secrets. There was, um, there was another one, wasn't there? It's not, it's not Tom Taylor. I'll just don't get that out of the way. No. <laughs> Who else do we talk about for best writer? <laughs> it's a long time ago. No. Venditti. I don't uh, remember Venditti having much this year. No. Not creator owned, anyways. No. Um, not King. Tynan, something's killing the children, maybe. There you go. That's number one. Yeah. There oh, you go. Joe, you know I haven't actually read that yet, but I have been meaning. Me, ne- me neither. Yeah, it, people, people like stuff. it. People dig something to kill the children. The other two that are in the top five. Uh, number five is uh, uh, Hellions. Is that a Marvel book? I don't okay. know. That's a that's an X book, I believe. Is that an X book? Okay, there you go. So that's why I wasn't, I wasn't sure on that one because I didn't know what it was. I, I uh, think that's an X book. And then something called Crossover. Is that a Marvel book? That's an yeah, image no, thing. That's, that's an image thing. Okay. That's an image thing, and uh, it's um, Johnny Cates. What's his name? Yeah, it's Johnny Cates crossing over stuff because I guess he talked nice enough with the different companies, so it's acting like a crossover between company. Okay. Um, my comic shop owner's really big on it, but I told him once the first trade comes out, I'll give it a... I, I have seen a, a lot of positive buzz around it, so this isn't yeah. like a complete surprise. surprise. Yeah. 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 Uh, just before, I'm just going to rhyme off a bunch of all the things that were mentioned uh, in no particular order. This is this is not all of them, but this is a, a chunk of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pulp, Venom, Excalibur, Thor, Ice Cream Man, Black Hammer, Seven Secrets, Hawkeye Freefall... <laughs> Uh, Neil Better Returns, TMNT, Undiscovered Country, X-Force, Resident Alien, Ascender, Immortal Hulk. There you go, that's a bunch. That's a bunch of stuff that was mentioned. That's not all of them, but that was a bunch of them. How hard did your brain want to call Resident Alien Resident Evil? I'm not used to saying other words after Resident, I have to admit. I know. You could feel pause. the stumble. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, but... So of those, I've read the first four of Thor... And it, it's Thor's fine. been it's really good. Um, it, it's yeah. got it's gotten better as it's gone along. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You should catch up. You should. Um, trying to think of some some of those other ones that got uh, got mentioned. It went too fast. I didn't process all of them. I did catch Thor. <laughs> got Thor uh, of, course, of course, you caught yes. Thor. Um, um, what's, what's, I've been covering that on this show. Hawk, I'm obviously enjoying that. Yeah, yeah. Hawkeye Freefall is another one that I want to. Go back that was actually read. that was really good. That's well yeah, I, I do want to try that. I mean, I haven't really been reading a lot about CDDC. Um, I was yeah. notably having eye strain most of the year. I finally got new glasses this past week, by the way. Uh, but oh. um, so I wasn't doing a whole lot of reading outside of what I had to read. <laughs> but um, the funny thing is, is that a lot of the stuff that I like from the previous year for Marvel uh, is still going, and that's you know, quotes Captain America. It's uh, you know, Zarsky's Daredevil. It's a Mortal Hulk, like. I, Out I'm, of those, um, Captain America's probably been the, the the weakest of those going forward. I think it's it's mm. had a you know obviously it, it had different artists every arc anyway, but it's been like shifting styles in the art recently, and it's not been oh, as true. consistent for me. Daredevil has gotten better, like yeah. that. The last couple of issues of that are the best issues of the book so far. Bold, bold. Um, yeah, but it's it's kind of it's one of those things where I've not been keeping up as uh, as much with the non DC stuff me this either. past year. I, uh... Last night, I I started reading Avengers again, and I'm up to the Moon Knight stuff. Mm. I wasn't Tom a big Shu. fan of the Moon Knight art, 
But I'm not, not enjoying there's, it. There's some like uh, we're doing some Phoenix stuff right after. That's yeah, pretty solid. Is it is, is Zara so, still writing Avengers? Is that still going? Yeah, yeah. It's in like the mid forties now, I think. The, yeah, oh, the, the arc before that because I think I just read thirty four, thirty five because I'm getting caught up because I've had them. I just haven't been reading them. But uh, up to that point, it was real good. The stuff with Hell and Ghost Rider. I mean, typically with Marvel, I just look at the writers. So I mean, the only thing I know I want to yeah. try is uh, Thompson's doing a Black Widow book. I think so. That's been yeah. really good. Yeah. I think that's like four issues in. I don't know if you know the premise. Not really. Just, just... Uh, pre- premise for the book for anyone who hasn't you know read it is uh, basically uh, Black Widow. She she goes missing, and it's like uh. Clint and and I think I can't remember who else it is. They, you know, go looking for her because hey, she's been missing for a few months, and we should probably check in on her at some point. <laughs> and she has essentially been brainwashed. She's had like you know, she doesn't know she's Black Widow anymore, and she's got a family. She's got a husband. She's got a child, and it's like, what the hell do we do? What what do we do here? That's interesting. Help us. Yeah, because actually, just in the last week or, or a couple of weeks, I've uh, I read the first arc of Thompson's Hawkeye because I've liked everything else I've read from Thompson, so I'm finally going back. And- just, just yeah, chipping away at that. Because I, I read all of it's, the uh, the the you know the fraction Azure stuff earlier in the year. Yeah, mm. it's for a first time. So, so that mostly I'd I'd read like half of it before. Mm. But I fell off with all the delays. So I I went on a Kate Bishop spree back in 2020, and now I'm pretty sure I've read every issue <laughs> she's been in, um from from Young Avengers where she she came in, which I wasn't a big fan of that early Young Avengers stuff because. She really wasn't the Kate that I like. Uh, mm. That ends up in Hot Guy, which I read through that. I think I read all four trades of that in the span of a week. I got like it. I, like there was a there was a deal on Comixology mm-hmm. where I got like the the deluxe that has like the entire run, and it was yeah. like it was cheaper than one trade is normally. It was really cheap. Wow. Was like, I'm having that. Uh, and then then I went from that to the the Thompson. Uh, stuff with, with her in LA that I think Pete's reading yeah. right now. And that, that picks up some scene. threads that Traction started with her in yeah. Hot Guy. And then of course uh, West Coast Avengers. Yeah, I read the the um, Gillen and McKelvey Young Avengers, which I wasn't as high on. Yeah, because they're, over, they're overrated, Matt. That is my all-time favorite Marvel book. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think like, it's, it's not a Kate book, though. She's there, but yeah, she's exactly. not the prime. My player. one note was I could have used more Kate. Like it's it's mostly uh, uh, like uh, Kid Loki and Loki the Hulkling Wicked stuff. Right, right, right. And then I read West Coast Avengers, um, which you know, then then Real I ran good. out of right. Uh, uh, so then I went and caught caught up with all new Wolverine because you know Tom Taylor mm-hmm. read all of that in about the same time frame, uh, which led to to Maki's X twenty three, which was really good. So. Yeah, yeah, that was I. I spent the early part of 2020 just getting caught up on these other books that That's, by yeah, creators if, that if, I really like. If you go back and uh, watch our episodes from yeah. during the break, uh, whatever those were titled, "Quarantine in the Multiverse." There you go. Um, I I I I've read a lot there. I read through like all of the the, the Frank Miller Daredevil stuff, for example. Like it was that was this year. Like you know, lot of stuff. Um, but in terms of like ongoing, you know new release stuff uh the the big things for me have been the the, the gillen stuff die uh obviously oh, what a surprise. The, the i know been been real good and uh once in future uh yeah. with dan mora has been the surprise hit like yeah you know, i mean i think the started 10 i mean just just your way matt come this annual next year he's going to be like 
Yo, that eight page story Kellen McKelvey did on Batman, black and white. I mean, you know that, I believe it. Best team of the but year. You know what? If Jason Aaron had done the same thing and he's doing, you know, Superman red and blue, <laughs> that, that's probably going to be my favorite thing. Yeah. I was going to say, but I mean, I, I also, you know, uh, in December when I had a month off, I, I was like, right, I got a computer. I had to buy and read a bunch of physical comics all of a sudden. I was like, right, what do I do? So I picked up a bunch of uh, you know graphic novels that come out recently. Um, Blue and Green by Ram V is probably my favorite Ram V work. It's phenomenal. It's uh, like it, it's basically a jazz musician, but it turns into this like supernatural horror book. Very good. Um, and <laughs> basically, soul. <laughs> <laughs> in, in many ways, yes. Uh, yeah, uh, but not as funny. Um, and, and the other, the big one is uh, I got Reckless, which is the Brubaker Phillips um, new series of straight-to-graphic novels uh, that they put out. Basically, you know, they were like, well, we can't do monthly comics this year because it's not feasible. Uh, so they looked at something else, and this is what they came up with. And it's some of their best work. That first volume is absolutely perfect. Like, there is nothing I can complain about in that entire volume. And they've got two more coming out in 2021. I think the first one's out in, like, March or April. Oh, well, I said the first one, the second one volume, but first right. one for this year. I uh, I did read Pulp when that came out, which I thought it was fine. I just, when it comes to Brubaker and Phillips, I want that constant, like I'm, I'm used to like what I need it now because I read their stuff in trade, right. uh, which which then led to me finding Fatal on sale at my comic shop, um, which I, I know it's not as good, but any any port in a storm. I, I love Fatal. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've, I've been told don't expect if you like, you know, like I love the fade out. That's my favorite. You know, oh, that's uh, so good. Phillips, what's right? funny, what's funny is that Fatal is the only Brubaker Phillips book I've tried and I didn't really like it I, that much. So yeah, <laughs> I haven't so, tried that anymore. That, I, think so Fatal, like, I mean, Fatal is, it's, it's lesser on the list of Brubaker Phillips, but I mean, it's still pretty yeah, so good. I, I got all five trades for basically the price that you would spend on two or three. So I'm not. I'm not too upset if I don't like it, and they'll just sit on my shelf as the complete other yeah. Brubaker yeah. Phillips. But I've heard good things about Reckless. Pulp, Pulp was good, but I need more. You know. So. Yeah, I'd say Reckless because there's more coming pretty soon. The other thing I've yeah. been reading recently, which is not new, but it is uh, this the the Trigon mm -hmm. Empire. These are like things. It's uh, like a British comic thing from like the '60s, and it's these like painted illustrations. Uh, the guy who does it, uh, Don Lawrence. Uh, basically, uh, he, he taught uh, Liam Sharp a lot of stuff. Yeah, he was like, he, you know, Liam Sharp was like his apprentice for a while. Uh, and it's this gorgeous thing. You know, it was originally published as like two pages at a time inside like an educational magazine for kids. Uh, and it's basically like Roman Empire in space in the future, uh, essentially. Um, but it's absolutely gorgeous. It's like one of the you know most gorgeously illustrated comics I've ever read. Uh, even even the story's like, yeah, it's fine, it's solid. But uh, if anyone's interested in that, I'd say check it out for sure. Yeah. I, uh, every time you said it, I heard uh, Trigon Empire, and I got like mm -hmm. yes. Titan's book. It's yes. it's Trigon, <laughs> right? So yes. I mean, to sort of move on then, um, you know, just to sort of dip away. I mean, uh, normally there'd be like a little section here where, well, I mean, let's let's talk about DC media that wasn't comics, like because usually there's a bunch of movies and TV, and there was a couple. Bizarrely, because they got a movie out in February, and then Wonder Woman 84 got released via HBO Max, we actually got two DC movies this year. Uh, More than most years. 
And, I mean, personally, I know you're going to disagree, but for me, it was a really bad year for DC movies because they both kind of sucked. Birds of Prey is the best DC movie since since the Nolan stuff. Like, uh, without doubt. Uh, no, it's just, it's just kind of bad. Uh, but, um... <laughs> Wait. I like Birds of Prey, but I also like, you know... That said, yeah. on the better side of things, though, Stargirl Season 1, surprisingly pretty yeah. good. That was actually really good, yeah. Doom Patrol Season 2, very, very good. Mm-hmm. So Harley Quinn Season 1 and 2, I don't know when those came I, out, I, but I season watched two them in 2020. Was season 2 was definitely 2020. Uh, it was real, real, real good. And Season 2 was the better season as well. Um, yes, it was. Uh, oh my god, that show was perfect. Hmm. So, yeah. So there was, there was some interesting <laughs> DC TV, for sure. Um... Marvel kind of skipped the year for the most part. I was of Agents of Shield yeah. uh, getting this final season, uh, which was good. It wasn't its best season, but it was a nice enough season. It, it was a nice ending. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously not twenty twenty, but I will just mention here that one division is very good, and people should do check it out. Okay. Just to... I I've been sweating bullets to find out what Pete uh, <laughs> thought of it because I personally loved it and need more right now. Could it? Could it watch the review, Matt? Yes. Yeah, yeah uh, but that's hey, Matt, minutes. Matt, and, like, did, I can just ask my friends. Did you notice, Matt, in the second uh, the second episode, uh-huh. there was a, an actor <laughs> from the hit television show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The only reason I recognized her was because I saw that tweet before I watched it. <laughs> and not that I was on the lookout, but I was like, which which one is it? And then it clicked near uh, the end of the episode. Say, that, I, I saw because uh, Alden tweeted um, about yeah. her being in it like before I'd watched it, and I was like. God, as soon as I saw that, I was like, God damn it, Pete's gonna go yeah. over the moon with so, this shit. As, as much as Alden's my my like my little brother, I can't look at his tweets because oh, yeah. not that he ruins things, I, I go into them differently if I read them first. So I just days like I, that so when I Mando don't look came at his out, tweets. I don't look at his tweets as a rule because there are usually twenty or thirty tweets in a thread. I'm like, I haven't got time for that. This is Twitter. Uh, yeah, but sometimes when you respond to them, then you get a bunch of chuds trying to respond to you, and it just makes, you know, a lot of stuff fun. Apparently, you're not allowed to like Disney Star Wars because it's Disney, not because some of it's not as good. So, you know, people. But uh, no, WandaVision is good. Listen to Pete. Yes, WandaVision is very good. Uh, so, 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 I, I don't even hate it for the record. It's, it's just quirky, no, it's different. Uh, it's got an eerie mystery behind it. Uh, and I do have a theory. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll talk about it offline real quick. Don't you dare burst into song. I've got a theory. It could be bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> bunnies are just knew, kill, I, like I everybody exactly supposes. Okay. They've got no, them. Like, those my, BDIs my brief, and twitchy little noses. My brief one sentence. And what's with all the carrots? What do they get such good eyesight for anyway? Bunnies, bunnies. It must be bunnies. The shit he gives us for t- talking about <laughs> random stuff. Yeah, I know, right? WandaVision, I appreciate how unique and different it is. I like the mystery. I <laughs> thought the actual presentation of a 50 sitcom was a chore, and, and I didn't enjoy watching it. Oh, no, I, I loved it. It made me want to go back and watch the Dick Van Dyke show, which I haven't watched since I was five. I, I don't have any yeah. nostalgia appeal for these shows, so, yeah. Not do I. I've never seen any of these classic sitcoms. Yeah. No, but my point is I didn't enjoy it. I, I found it great. My, I'm not saying it's bad. My, my favorite tweet out of this is... Uh... <laughs> WandaVision shows me that a lot of you youngins didn't grow up with five channels and nothing to watch. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's, it's very funny. I am seeing a generational break along the lines, but at the end of the day... A couple of years, yeah. 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 So to look ahead at 2021, 
which is kind of where we are now. Uh, since we're on media, we'll start with media and then go back out of comics. So, movies-wise, obviously Marvel might finally have movies again, but more interestingly to us is DC, which... Marvel are allegedly claiming still may. Yeah, we'll see. But with DC, because they're putting them out on HBO Max, we actually know pretty confidently that we're going to see them now. Yeah. Uh, so, we're going to get the Suicide Squad from James Gunn, which yep. is a very curious oddity, because... It's a James Gunn Suicide Squad movie. Because it's James Gunn, right? Uh, uh, yeah, and the yeah. last Suicide Squad movie was such a goddamn mess that this will be kind of fascinating. Yeah. It'll be, just based off of the trailers, it'll be interesting and nothing unlike any other, in a good way. Is, is there any yeah. other DC movies this year? I don't think so, because Batman got pushed. Batman got pushed, yeah, so yeah. it's just Suicide, just Suicide Squad. Um, Which doesn't sound like much, because obviously we just got two movies, but... One movie is pretty normal for DC for the you know yeah. for the, the recent history. Yeah, I mean they obviously wanted to be more, but you know times worked out the way. It has. I mean, there's only especially... four months. Uh, I was gonna say there was only four months between Aquaman and Shazam, right? Something like there that. wasn't that much time between them. Yeah, because Aquaman was like November, and then Shazam was like March. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So, um, but either way, um, I'm definitely more dreading. Uh, DC media than, than I am anticipating Excited. it. Okay. Yeah. What's the you dread so. this shit? I mean, I mean, we're pretty much all... I mean, there's a new Superman show, I suppose, but there's not... What else is there? No. The, the one big thing, is that not coming this year? No, I, th- I thought it was. I thought it was as well, but Pete seems to... What one yeah. big I, thing? Either he's forgetting about it, or, or the, the one right. that we don't want to what? say the name of, clearly. Right. Oh, the Snyder Cut. Uh... Ah, you did it! <laughs> Look, we danced around the name all, all, all episode. We haven't said it. Look, all I'm saying is, is that there'll be a very cathartic yelling review of that, and I'm, I'm, I'm there for it. I'm there to tear it apart. Uh, oh, I, look into I just the, want it to go away. I, I want, just want it away. I, I don't want, look, want to hear those two words together. I want it to look into the mind of Zack Snyder and... Just they say window. that when you look into that void, <laughs> it stares at you back. Yes, I I have kept true to my word since since we spoke about it at the beginning of the year. I said I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I haven't not once, and so, I, I I'm going to keep it up. I'm not going to speak about it. I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to enjoy blissful ignorance. Well, that's fine. So shut up, telling me about not wanting to talk about it, and let me talk about it. I, I didn't tell you not to talk about it. No, but you're interrupting me, telling me you don't want to talk about it. Therefore, you're taking up time telling me you don't want to talk about it. They're thus extending the time which has been spoken about in a roundabout way. You done? Never. Ever. I'm just getting a big Jericho vibes from you right now. <laughs> I'll take that. That's all. <laughs> yeah. But... I don't think there's any other movies coming this year for DC. Nah, I think that's it. T- TV-wise, TV. you do have Superman and Lois, you have the new Batwoman, but it's kind of a weird year because a lot of the CW shows are ending. Black Lightning's ending, Supergirl's ending, right. uh, the Green Arrow and Canary show got uh, axed, that's not happening. Yeah, well, and and things like the, the, there were planned crossovers between like Batwoman and Superman, I think, and Supergirl at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, the, the annual CW crossover. Uh, and they've had to go, yeah, that's not happening this year due to the fact that they can't mix crews safely. Uh, uh, that's the only reason, is, is logistical reasons that they can't mix. And, and they did say they were pretty upset. Obviously, Supergirl's last season, they wanted to do something with that for the end, but they just 
you know, the, the amount of extra time it would take to then yeah. have everyone, you know, quarantine afterwards. It's like, we can't really do it, which I get. Yeah, it's a shame for, from just a, a principal point of view. Uh, given that I've stopped watching the show because I just, the, the CW just burned all, all the, any interest I had out of me, you know, yeah. over years. So It's hard to care as much, I guess. Yeah, but at least on principle, it's a shame that it can't cross over with other it's, characters. It's a shame on, yeah, just on behalf of the people who were enjoying it. And again, can't really hold it against them. They've got to, yeah, put the safety of the crews first, of course. The um, sad part is, is that we know we're not going to get season three of Doom Patrol this year because there's no way they've, they've not shot it yet. So, no. We're not getting that. Uh, maybe Stargirl? I think we're getting Stargirl. I think Stargirl's supposed to happen, but. Maybe, Things maybe, are a bit up in the air with TV schedules still. Yeah, everything's kind of wacky right now. Um. We've got the, uh, I mean, theoretically we have the game. Uh, the, the, I think the Arkham Knights game is coming, or whatever it's called. That's, Arkham yeah, it's supposed it? to be this year. Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights is the one, yeah. Uh, we'll see if that actually comes out, and we'll see Yeah, if, it's, it's still too early to know, for sure. And we'll see if being designed as a co-op game actually ruins it, so. It's possible, yeah. Because <sighs> I'm not, I'm not super jazzed about it. But to swing back into full circle here. And end with our hopes and dreams of the comics from DC in 2021. Um, and Pretty hopes. optimistic for the first time in, in a while. Not that I've been like really pessimistic in previous years, but just more, well, there, there was vague hopes of, oh, I hope, you know, I think, I think this time last year we were going, oh, I hope we get a refresh. I think obviously the refresh was wanted. I think what's interesting to me is that we're getting like slow drip feeds of new books. So I'm excited to see what some of those new books are. I'm excited to see whatever the JSA book ends up being that we better get. Mm -hmm. um, we will. The bigger thing I'm, I'm thinking of, though, is like hearing just vague comments from Williamson or Snyder where, oh, you know, I mean, obviously Williamson's getting the Robin book, but they're all they're clearly saying, look, we have things later in the year that are, it's too early to announce these things. And it's like, okay, so what are these plans? There's clearly yeah. a roadmap for 2021. I'm I'm also really excited to see how some of the stuff from Future State plays back in to current continuity. Like we we've kind of got a hint mm -hmm. of that with uh, like the the Titans Academy book. We mm -hmm. kind of we got okay, we see how that's right. gonna fit. But things like Yara Floor being you know being Wonder Woman, how does that get brought into main continuity? Because it will because there is a, a CW show coming for for Yara Floor. Mm -hmm. um, so there is no way that they're letting her go in comics. It is coming one way or another. Yeah, uh, obviously there's some of the Future State books, like Flash, for example, that I would rather they forget anything the Future State book did and just uh, go about the business. Yeah. I get to be excited at reading Superman again for the first time, or at least yeah. hoping to, I get to try and read well, Superman again. For the first I, time. Yes. I'm hoping that uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson takes the, you know, after, after seeing the solicits, that action has a different vibe and Superman has a different vibe, because I feel like Bendis kind of tried that, but then you'd tell one was getting more energy than the and other then one got JRGR. right and then like you know so i i hope that action has a vibe and even though he's writing both and that superman has its own vibe and they don't he doesn't trade off too much because uh, yeah it felt early on that action was going to be like the supporting cast book and that's the daily planet and stuff like that and superman was going to be different and it mostly stuck to that but it started to get a little bit messy towards the end there that's pretty much um, my biggest I don't want to say concern, just disappointment uh, with, with that announcement is, uh, even even though I quite like Philip King Johnson from what I've tried, and uh, mm -hmm. we'll have more soon, Matt, your mic's going, um, I, I do wish they'd given it to different writers just for the sake of a bit more variety. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
We'll see. We'll, we'll see. Uh, he passed my test by saying that this is a lifelong dream. He's a huge Superman fan. So they don't say that. Yeah, but like, I don't know. Like, hearing it from Bendis, I didn't necessarily. I was like, yeah, but it, Bendis has written everybody. He's just checking off his list. I feel like Johnson still knew enough that this really is like, I can't believe I get to rate Superman. Sure. And and I hope that energy, you know, is palpable in the new book, just because while the Bendis stuff exactly wasn't terrible, I did get bored of it towards the end. So I want to be excited about Superman again. Yeah. Uh, possibilities are endless. I don't really have anything specific because there's nothing that I specifically want fixed necessarily. Right. And we've got uh, obviously Infinite Frontier coming and it's that's the big... You know, limelight. I think we'll know more once we get the the zero one shot. That'll give us a bit of a, an idea of what to expect. I think. I, I mean, I guess I, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's things I do want. I want like another Green Lantern book with Jessica or Kyle or whoever. Maybe you know a team book with them. Whatever. It's gonna be a guy book, and Pete's gonna be devastated. Um. You know, so you're gonna have to read some really bad books this year. Yeah. You're you're already you know signed up for Rosmo. So how about we let some of those catty comments at a minimum, all right? I uh, think I'm gonna be reading that shit regardless, so I might as well make the comments. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh Yeah, just to hurry up and announce this Snyder GSA book. We know it's coming. I hope it's good. I want it to be good. I want a good GSA book. Uh Give it to me. Um, Is Fendi on anything announced so far? No, no. I haven't so, seen any. No. I'll be interested to see where he lands because obviously he's been pretty yeah. consistent as a staple at DC for know, yep. seven or eight years now. That could just mm-hmm. be like uh, uh, Williamson and Snyder, though, where, yeah, there's something that just can't be announced because it's coming. Yeah, and, it's you know. very possible. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and what's cool about this refresh is we're getting a lot of new writers too, which I always like because then mm-hmm. it kind of, that's how I found out about Williamson. Yeah, you know? there's, a, there's a lot of new names here that I don't, not that I don't necessarily recognize, but I've not really read, I've not you know, seen a lot of, or you know, I've seen them for the first time now in Future State. Um, yeah, who knows? We could read this first issue of The Flash after, you know, in March and be like, whoa, this guy's really good. <laughs> like, yeah, because we have not only any of us are familiar with no, him. Uh, we don't know him. Yeah. So, uh, but for some that's reason. That's also what I'm looking forward to. Cause... I, for some reason, we all feel like we've already kind of just accepted it's probably going to suck. And I don't know. Maybe it's just because recently it's been bad. But. I, yeah, I go through ebbs and flows of Flash like this, though. Like, again, as much as I love Vendetti now, I had uh-huh. sworn a blood pack never reading his stuff after his Flash because it upset yeah. me so much. I, I think, you know. The thing with, with this Flash book coming up is obviously recent precedent in the Flash book. No, none of us have been excited to read Flash for. Right probably a good few years at this point mm-hmm. uh and then you've got it's dealing with more wally stuff that we're all kind of over at least seemingly i'm not over uh, it dealing with wally stuff i'm I'm over it doing de- wally stuff where he's might be a mass murderer <laughs> that's what i'm and we're dealing with wally stuff that we're over not just wally in general we're not over that but yeah um so it, it's hard to be enthusiastic about the book but maybe it'll surprise us who knows yeah I don't know, we'll see, we'll see. Um, but yeah, so there you go. That's, that's basically, uh, does the show. That's that's your annual number five. Uh, and we'll be back next year with annual number six, hopefully talking about many good things in 2021. Uh, I have to imagine there'll be less bad news to talk about, just because 
I don't want to jinx it, but 2020. Yeah, 2020. Yeah, you know, between firings, pandemics, like there was a lot of stuff to talk about. The only good thing that we potentially have in terms of, you know, avoiding the bad news when it comes to the books specifically is DC tend to give most books at least 12 issues, even the ones that aren't doing that good. They tend to like, oh, well, you, you can have 12. And most of the books won't have even gotten to their 12th issue by, the t- by this time next year. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I suppose actually one final question then, just completely. Matt, what's your most anticipated book for March? Or, well, March and beyond. Uh, that's been announced. So March or April, if it's in April for the first thing. Hmm. Um, I'm really digging the Wonder Woman stuff because of the God stuff, but I also am excited to see what Johnson does with Superman. But then there's a Titan... It's Tom Taylor and Nightwing. It's Tom Taylor and Nightwing. That's my answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 Batman Black and White issue five, obviously. Oh my <laughs> god! Uh, but uh, not yet. No. <laughs> <sighs> Look, Matt is a self-parody all the goddamn time. Let me have this one thing. No, own that. <laughs> you know, I, I got kicked out of a Facebook group for being a self-parody. All right, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Which doesn't oh, exist anymore. Yeah. So burned it to the ground. Um. Okay. So, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, I will take this time to thank our Patreon producers, and I've got some stuff to tell you afterwards. I think so. Uh, don't run away too quickly. Uh, but thank you to. Oh, my next roll up. Tyler Hess, Cindy Palacios, David Short, Board Now, Al Tradesman, Christopher Moy, Brett Williams, and David Brown. They are Patreon producers for the month, so thank you very much. Uh, the L supporters at the $20 tier or higher on patreon.com slash TV, and you can support us over there for as little as $1 per month to help keep all the content coming. Uh, so please go and have a look. At the $5 tier, you get episodes of the show a day early, so go and have a look and see if you're interested in doing so. Uh, you can also support us for free by simply hitting the like button on YouTube, commenting, subscribing, all those things help a lot. Uh, same idea with the audio, if you want to give us a 5-star rating on iTunes with a, with a little review. Uh, also very helpful. Thank you. Um, yeah, so uh, previously in the multiverse is coming back very soon. Uh, me and Connor will have the, the returning episode of that. I don't know what we're on. I think it's 15 or something like that. Uh, we're rec- definitely recording it before the end of January. Uh, it may also be up by the end of January. Um, so look forward to that coming soon. Um, as for other stuff... Um, Are obviously- you also worried that Pete might announce something that's just to surprise us here? Wait, what? What's that? What? You broke up. Yeah, you know, to my you know, also worried that you know Pete might say something here that you know me and you have no idea about, and, and he was like, "Oh, wait." Uh, I still? always worry about that. There's, and there's I'm just no, on the annual. There's no shock announcements that are going to affect you too. Don't worry. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what the this whole time, David. This whole time, Pete's been a brainiac. <laughs> uh, I I I went for the David. I was like, Pete's actually David, but then I was like, wait, then I have to explain that. So Brainiac worked better. Okay. Uh, yeah. Prometheus, right? Bull, bull theory. The, uh, all right, the, the yes. terrible one after it. I think Covenant. Like, now you have to explain it. Yeah, Sailing yeah, Covenant, yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad Carter let's, said... Let's go. Uh, yeah, I'm so glad Carter said to interrupt me. Why are you saying let's go? It's not my fault Carter decided to jump in with an inane comment that led nowhere. 
This, I would define this as nowhere. Thank you very much. Cool. Let's uh, wrap this up. Yeah, we'll be back normal time next week. Connor's not going to be on next episode. That was the thing I wanted to mention, actually. I knew there was something to tell them. Connor's missing next week. Uh, it's a planned absence. Nothing to worry about. Yeah. So, just go with it. Uh, but otherwise, that is us. Thank you very much uh, for watching or listening. Um, thank you for being with us throughout 2020 on Comics from the Multiverse. Uh, through pandemics, through weird months off with no books, and through all sorts of shenanigans. Uh, but here's hoping for a good 2021 with lots of new juicy books to talk about. Uh, but yeah, so thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching, watching, keep reading DC Comics, and remember to never get lost in the Speed Force.